You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpal965.com. Get the latest headlines online anytime with the KPL News app. Download it for free in the App Store and Google Play. KPEL FM, Brobridge, Lafayette. It's the president's answer to calls for police reform. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. We want law and order, and we want it done fairly, justly. We want it done safely. And later today, President Trump will unveil an executive order. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live. Dave, the Safe Policing for Safe Communities order would incentivize police departments to make reforms, such as sending social workers with officers on calls for addiction, mental health crises, and homelessness. The administration also plans to track officers who have excessive use of force complaints so they can't leave one law enforcement department and then get hired at another. The incentives are meant to steer local forces toward federal guidelines, including on use of force standards that prohibit chokeholds. Dave? Rachel, Congress is also working on police reform legislation. The president's Democratic challenger, Joe Biden, tweeted that race-neutral policies aren't the answer. Systemic racism must be dealt with head-on. The shooting death of a black man in Atlanta Friday added to calls for reform. Rayshard Brooks resisted arrest, but Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms calls it murder. We do not have another day, another minute another hour to waste. She's now requiring police to report all use of force incidents to a citizen's review board, and officers must intervene when another cop uses unnecessary force. In New York City, there was concern overnight cops might have been poisoned. Three NYPD police officers now being treated at a hospital this morning after drinking toxic milkshakes at a Shake Shack in Lower Manhattan. Fox's Jackie Ibanez now Shake Shack tweeted it was horrified in helping police investigate. Two hours ago, an NYPD tweet declared there was nothing criminal. It might have been from cleaning agents inside the milkshake machines. The officers are okay. They've been released. Ask your Amazon smart speaker to play the news from Fox. America's listening to Fox News. We're all in uncharted territory looking for ways to support our communities. At Dell Technologies, we're making sure small businesses have the right tech solutions. Dell Technologies advisors are here for you from helping small businesses stay connected and productive while working remotely with Windows 10 and Microsoft Teams to rapidly deploying remote work solutions that limit upfront costs with Dell Financial Services. We're standing by you every step of the way. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. It's being called a landmark decision hailed as a great victory by LGBT rights supporters. The Supreme Court ruling in a 6-3 to three vote that a key provision of the landmark Civil Rights Act of 1964, known as Title VII, that bars job discrimination because of race, color, national origin, and religion, also protects gay, lesbian, and transgender people. The president reacting in the cabinet room. Well, they've ruled. Uh, I've read the decision, and some people were surprised, but uh, they've ruled, and we live with their decision. That's what it's all about. We live with the decision of 
the Supreme Court. Justice Samuel Alito in a dissent joined by Justices Thomas and Kavanaugh writing, there is only one word for what the court has done today, legislation. In Washington, John Decker, Fox News. Well, Major League Baseball strike out trying to have a 2020 season. Commissioner Rob Manfred now says he's not 100% confident they can work out an agreement with players over pay issues. In the NFL, there's talk quarterback Colin Kaepernick might now have a better chance at a comeback. Speaking with ESPN Monday, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell was asked about the possibility of Colin Kaepernick returning to the league after Goodell's assuring the NFL will do more to support player activism and combat systemic racism. If he wants to resume his career uh, in the NFL, that obviously is going to take a team to make that decision, but I welcome that, uh, support the club making that decision and encourage them to do that. Some feeling Goodell still owes Kaepernick an apology for the way the league treated him when he knelt during the national anthem in 2016 to protest racial injustice. Kaepernick has not played in the NFL since that season, but has reportedly been working out like crazy in hopes of getting an opportunity this year. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. On Wall Street, Dow futures up nearly 500 points the day after stocks rebounded from a big early sell-off. Markets have also been rising overseas. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on Acadiana's Morning News. We'll get up to 92 degrees today. Your full weather forecast is coming up from the KTC Storm Team 3 Weather Lab. The uptick in cases of COVID-19 continues in our area. A rep for Lafayette General tells KPEL News that system-wide, they have 32 inpatient cases. We're told that's a 50% increase from last week. Additionally, there are 13 inpatients with pending results. Lafayette police will set up an OWI checkpoint this Friday night at 9 p.m. The location, which is never specifically disclosed, will be within the city limits of Lafayette. Officers will be conducting sobriety checks until 3 a.m. on Sunday morning. There's an online petition gaining steam to change the name of Jefferson Davis Parish. The push comes as Confederate monuments have been torn down in recent weeks and Confederate leaders have been criticized, all as the country deals with protests on racial issues. Those protests were sparked nationwide with the death of George Floyd, an unarmed black man in Minneapolis who was killed by police. The Abbeville Meridional is reporting that all eight members of the Vermilion Parish School Board have been subpoenaed to appear before a Vermilion Parish grand jury this Thursday. In addition to the board members, several other members of the school system have reportedly been asked to appear before that grand jury as well. Housing advocates asked the governor to again extend eviction moratoriums that lapsed this week when the state could face a public health and homelessness crisis. Louisiana Fair Housing Action Center spokesman Max Ciarulo says the mass evictions will hamper, hamper social distancing efforts. He also warned that once federal unemployment benefits end, we could see evictions rise substantially. President Trump says the media is trying to shame his campaign over a planned rally in Tulsa Saturday night. Concerns have been raised about holding a large rally amid the coronavirus pandemic. Trump tweeted, quote, the far left fake news media had, quote, no COVID problem with massive protests after the deaths of George Floyd in Minneapolis. He said the attempt at shaming won't work. Saturday's rally is Trump's first since March. The Supreme Court won't hear cases involving qualified immunity for police for now. Currently, it's difficult to sue police for misconduct. Critics say the doctrine protects cops and government officials from accountability. However, the House and Senate are crafting their own versions of police reforms that could 
change these protections. The UN Human Rights Council is taking up the debate about racism and police brutality after the death of George Floyd. A group of African nations led by Burkina Faso put forward the proposed debate to take place on Wednesday. Burkina Faso said, unfortunately, Floyd's death isn't an isolated incident. The U.S. will not be taking part in that debate. Walmart is testing getting rid of cashiers altogether in their stores. The retail giant switching to a self-checkout-only system at one superstore in Fayetteville, Arkansas. The company says it wants to see if it'll speed things up while limiting human interaction because of COVID-19. A new fat-burning substance is discovered in the labs at Pennington Biomedical Research Center here in Louisiana. Matt Doyle has the story. It's called BAM-15, and Pennington Executive Director Dr. John Kerwin says mice who were given the compound grew leaner than mice who didn't, all without any additional exercise. He says it's not just that they weighed less, they were burning fat. The cells are just churning out the ATP, they're burning it up, and we, we saw that in, in the fat in particular. He says even just one dose was effective. This one sustains its effect for hours, actually. BAM-15 was administered as a supplement to the mice's diet. I'm Matt Doyle. Louisiana Highway 1 in Lafouche Parish receives $135 million in federal grants to construct an 8.3-mile elevated highway from the Leeville Bridge to Golden Meadow. It'll make it the largest transportation grant in America. Congressman Garrett Graves says the road is vital for folks to get to Port Fouchon. There's only one road that goes down to Port Fouchon which services anywhere from 75 to 90 percent of all the offshore energy production in the Gulf of Mexico, which is a huge supplier of oil and gas for the United States. The money comes as part of the FAST Act requirement, which requires that projects which support natural energy security priority consideration for the infrastructure of the Rebuilding America grant program. Now, sections of the highway are so low, the road can go underwater just with high tide or a strong wind, but experiences the most trouble with storm surge from tropical system. Graves says that shutdowns of the roadway have widespread impacts. There was a study by Department of Homeland Security years ago that painted a picture of billions of dollars in economic impact, job losses affecting all 50 states if uh, if this port were shut down for any type of extended period. Graves says the plans have been in the works since the mid-90s and the total construction time would likely span to about two years. My guess is they could award construction contracts as early as the end of this year, but based on how the, the wheels of bureaucracy spin, I could see them coming back maybe early in the, in the first quarter of 2021. And finally, Monday's decision by the Supreme Court that LGBTQ people deserve equal treatment in the workplace is being celebrated by some while being a disappointing development to others. Kevin Barnhart has this story. The decision to extend the protections of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to apply to gay and transgender workers came on a 6-3 to three vote. Executive Director of the Louisiana Democratic Party Stephen Handwerk says the ruling sends a very strong message going forward. This is just not something that our country should be about. We should not be about discrimination. But Louisiana Family Forum President Gene Mills opposed the decision and says the ruling may result in more lawsuits between employers and employees. You're going to see a litany of additional cases to try to expand that decision or define where its limits are. I'm Kevin Barnhart. Stephen Handwerk, the director of the Louisiana Democrat Party, will be joining us tomorrow for Winging It Wednesday. It's at 7 o'clock right here on KPEL. News Talk 96.5. KPEL. Right now, traffic. We've got a pretty standard forecast across Acadiana coming up for today. Temperatures are going to be right back where they were yesterday afternoon. We'll be up at around 93 degrees. The heat index running just a little bit warmer than that. 
As we go through the afternoon, be on the lookout for a quick shower or thunderstorm. Most of that's going to be in western parts of Acadiana. We'll go with about a 20 to 30% chance for a little bit of thunderstorm activity later on today. Winds are going to be from the east-northeast up at about 5 miles an hour or so. Flows tonight will actually drop down into the upper 60s. Looking ahead through the rest of the week, we're looking pretty good. It's going to be hot outside, and the rain chance is probably going to hover around that 10% range. We'll stay fairly dry here over the next couple of days. As we get into the weekend, then, we'll start to see the rain chances bouncing back a little bit more by Sunday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now at the KPL Studios, it's 73 degrees. Your weather update brought to you by FICO, sponsored by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard with your FICO credit score, even if you're not a customer. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. News Talk 96.5, KPL. right now, traffic. And getting the all clear on the roads of Acadiana. If there's anything you see out there, you can give us a call at 232-1542. And as my girl, Ms. Burns says, buckle it up and keep it safe out there. This hour of Acadiana's Morning News is brought to you by Ladder & Bloom, Louisiana's leading commercial real estate brokerage company. For more, call Ladder & Bloom in Lafayette at 233-9541. <laughs> Well, you know, it's just a... It's Tuesday? It's Tuesday. Hello, Tuesday. Hey, say good morning to the chief. Hi, chief. He's apparently cooking the steaks. So yesterday, the chief and I um, Mm. had some conversations, because I know that's your people. You Uh told me. Yeah. Dogs Uh and your chief. He's your Jerry Maguire. He is. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked a little bit. He had me at steak. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, he's cooking steak at at 616 in the morning? I wondered how long it was going to take your little (laughs) hamster in your brain to register in on that. Uh So he's cooking like he's grilling steak? He is grilling steak at 616 in the morning. I'd love to be your neighbor. Right? You know, because I'm telling you, I never want to grill. Until I smell other people grilling. And then right. it like sets it off in my mind. Uh-huh. I'm like, ooh, I need to get, I just have to marinate some meat, you know? Right, right. Okay, so are you having this for lunch? Is he bringing it to us for lunch? I mean, what's happening? Oh, no. Uh-uh. Oh, this is just for you. <laughs> but I don't care about it. I'm just kidding. Hey, good morning to you, Chief. Um, so we had some negotiations yesterday. Yes. I talked to your Jerry Maguire. Yes. I said, I'm just, I know Bernie has this big, flashy new afternoon show. <laughs> okay, and, um, weirdo. You know, now she's asking where her reserve parking space is. I want to know where my driver is. And who picks her up in the morning. Because I want to know, do I get Uber? No. (laughs) Make sure there's a USA Today on my desk when I get here. Make sure it's summarized on post-it notes for me. (laughs) And I said, I'm not doing any of that, but I would love to still have her on the show a bit. And he said, show me the money. I said, there's nothing to show. And he said, okay, well, we'll just make zero it Zero times zero is zero. <laughs> so anyways, uh, welcome into the Tuesday edition of Acadiana's Morning News. We're going to be talking to Chad Romero a little bit ooh, later on uh, this afternoon. Or, mm-hmm. Not this afternoon. No, I know what you meant. Show, Neither one of us hour. knows what time it is because okay. we've been working for 24 hours for like three days. But it's good so it's because, fun. you know what? We launched mm-hmm. a brand new show. Mm-hmm. It was a really insightful conversation yesterday. 
You have Georgia so. Broussard on. I hope so. Um, two other folks with her, and really, you got this perspective where you know you know you have a young black guy mm-hmm. who's explaining. Yeah, everything. Devon is like, okay, Devon, here's my experience. You're hearing everything from you know going to school um, at Lafayette High to mm-hmm. moving on in his life and and why things you know have impacted him. So really great. Um, and and don't forget, you can listen to full episodes of Up Close with Bernadette Lee, how does the podcast that work? version. Many people are asking, so, so how does that work? Essentially, uh, if you go to our website and you click on the Listen Live tab, you can yeah. click on it and you can listen to it there. Or you could actually subscribe um, and you'll get full hmm. episodes delivered to you. Though You'll get a little notification that says, hey, it's mm-hmm. here, it's ready. And um, you can do it that way, too. So. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So we're going to get everything sort of lined up. By the way, um, I want to say thank you to Shannon Wilkerson. Uh, Yes. Brandon Como was off yesterday. Okay. Uh, He picked a slow day to be off. uh, (laughs) Appreciate that. And um, and uh, so I did uh, um, offsides as well. Okay. Yesterday afternoon, y'all sounded like y'all were having a good time. Well, it was pretty raucous. Okay. But you Uh know that's what happened. Shannon is a raucous individual. And you know, if there's a party. (laughs) Be like, invite Shannon because it's going to get wild. <laughs> I um have a lot strangely in common with Shannon. And yes. it's because and we kind of talked about it a little bit yesterday. Right. That we have like the same mom. Yeah. You know, okay. like he was, he was just mm-hmm. saying like, just like little quirky things. Uh-huh. And I don't know if it's a New Orleans thing. I don't know. There's just like little quirky things. And one of the things he talked about was that his mom would always scare them when they were younger. Yeah. She would go str- walk into the grocery store and she would go straight <laughs> to the like chip aisle, Ooh. cracker aisle. And she would get what she wanted, and she uh-huh. would eat it while she shopped. <gasps> and the kids thought the whole time it was theft. Mom is stealing. She's stealing. So apparently see, that went on and on. Okay, but you used to be able to do that stuff. Yeah. Like when you would go into the store, you could try the produce. Look, it just... Did you know that? No. When I was a kid, my mama tried everything. That's what you did. Before she bought it. Absolutely. If and you so wanted then, some grapes, you uh-huh. wanted to know, did they taste good? You'd eat good? a grape. Okay, I mean, really? it was like, absolutely, I never heard of things were so different then, uh-huh. you know? Well, it just sort of makes me think of, remember in uh, you that could movie, get a Father sample of the Bride? Of candy from the Brock's Candy Station. You could get a sample? Yes, they See, would give you one piece of candy. Society has changed. People would empty that thing into their purse now. <laughs> you can't do that. Why you looked at me? I'm just saying, you carry okay. an awful mm. large purse. All right, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Don't forget, we have guests coming up. Yeah, I know we do. Uh-huh. Um, hey... <laughs> They haven't called yet. President Trump uh, kicking oh, off the week with uh, <laughs> Biden broadside. He says he's weak. Ooh. That's, of course, leading up to a big rally that's scheduled for Tulsa this weekend. Sweet. Um, so we're going to we're going to have more. We're going to talk to David Grosso about that coming up. OK. All right. 621 now at Newstalk 96.5 KPL. <laughs> we're back with more after this. This is the place where all opinions are welcome. Every color gets through and people on all sides of the issue can hash it out. And if you don't think you have a voice, you're wrong. It can be heard now by calling 232-1542. That's 232-1542. So there's a big rally planned this weekend in Tulsa, um, mm-hmm. and the venue holds a 12,500 people from what mm-hmm. I'm hearing reports. Yesterday, okay. we had the announcement that over a million people had registered for tickets to this thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, in the data-driven world we live in, right. of course, you know, it's good to have that many people register for something, even if they're not guaranteed tickets, because guess okay. what? Now right. you know that's your people. You know, well, there you go. That's what you need to send mailers and fundraising emails to. You know, um, we also heard about a fourteen million dollar fundraising hall, and 
that's just the start of it. It's going to be a big week. David Grosso joins us on the phone. What do we have to expect, sir? You know, one of the most interesting about quarantining with my parents in Florida was getting all those mailers from the Trump campaign. <laughs> so, you know, sitting around and because, you know, I'm not the target demographic. I'm too young. I'm 35 years old. So they think, oh, this guy may or may not vote. I'm also a registered independent. Ooh. So they think, oh, you know, he may not be a Trump fan. But, you know, my father definitely gets them. Interestingly, my mother doesn't get those flyers. So, you know, I think the campaign is trying to reach out to potential supporters to see if really they can rally support and get Trump reelected in November. So you're watching kind of this interesting thing play out. So once again, race comes up and, you know, you have the president who is is trying to say everything right. We hear about the police reform bill that is that is to come. There were some reports yesterday that said in the bill, there are some attorneys who apparently have worked on it with members of Congress who say there will be an admission that there is systematic racism in policing in the United States. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, studies show that, you know, people of color disproportionately are treated differently by law enforcement. And I think even a lot of Republicans are on board for, uh, you know, reform. The problem now with the reform conversation is we go from, you know, definitely reforms are needed and we have a problem to defund the police. So, you know, it's one of those things where I think now I don't think that reform is debatable. It's more of what level of reform, what that reform looks like, and how that's going to please different constituencies who have very different views of the role of roles, the role of law enforcement in this country. Yeah, isn't it? You know, interesting. There, I'll tell you what I love, um, David, and that is I love when I see something unexpected. Like I feel like we're in a time now where everything is so predictable that people are going to have you know toe the party line is what we used to call it. But I love to see whenever like a Biden or I think even Stacey Abrams this week both came out and said, uh, defund the police is not where you need to be going on this, which does make it a little bit harder. Because if you think about it from the Trump perspective, if they would come out in support of defund the police, well, then that gives you a perfect pedestal to say, you see, they want to defund the police and I don't want to vote for me. But it makes it a little bit harder when it seems like even the mainstream, I guess you would call it of the Democrat Party, not Stacey Abrams, but Biden um, you know, seems to say defunding is not the option. You know what's really interesting about the whole defunding thing? This is actually from the conservative playbook, and I think everyone forgot about that. Remember Rick Perry on stage during the primary when he got annihilated from Trump? He said he wanted to defund certain agencies, and he mentioned his own agency, which he ended up leading. So it's funny that the left has co-opted this argument. Um, obviously, defunding whole a uh, whole police department or, you know, nationwide, it's not going to be popular with a lot of moderate voters. So I, I definitely agree that, you know, it's a dangerous road to go down, especially with that type of language. Now, if you read what they're saying by defund the police, maybe some of those ideas aren't aren't necessarily bad, but the whole branding of defunding the police automatically turns off mm-hmm. millions of people. And, and people are assuming you're saying abolish. You know, and so they're having to, you know, they're being forced to say, what exactly do you mean by this? Because you're saying you want more training. Well, that training does cost money. So if we talk about mm-hmm. defunding, then what you going to do, you know? Well, I think we definitely have a problem with police unions. And I think this is more of a right wing argument, right? Public sector unions are a massive problem all over the country. You know, there is no accountability. Costs are very high. That's why taxes are very high here in New York City, where I'm standing. 
definitely a conversation we need to have. I don't know about defunding the police, but reforming police unions and the ability for their members to get off without any accountability is something I think that definitely needs to be looked at. All right, so it took me four minutes to get back on track with what I actually originally had in my calendar to talk to you about, and that comes uh, to some comments that Trump made calling Biden weak and shot. Is that another age thing? Is it, it, is it just been around <laughs> for too long? You know, it's funny. The thing about Trump and Biden is people uh, really age unevenly because, you know, Trump and Biden are almost the same age, but Trump doesn't look nearly as old as Biden. So it's just one of those odd things. Yeah, and it can be Um, argued, and it totally can be argued that, that, uh, I'm sorry, I know people don't like some of the wacky things they think Trump says, Mm -hmm. but Joe Biden looks like sometimes... He doesn't even know where he is. But they're in their mid-70s. I mean, I know. I'm just saying, you should get a little mulligan maybe sometimes. Uh, you should. <laughs> you know, but, dude, he clearly thing, the, he doesn't the, know who he is, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the funny thing about Biden is that he said zingers before Trump even came on the I, scene, I so know. it's hilarious. Yeah. So, you know, Uncle Joe's been saying inappropriate things as long as I remember. You know, some people would say, oh, they're more innocuous than what Trump says. But bottom line is they both say things that are out of step all the time, and it's a little shocking sometimes. <laughs> well, you know, I guess everyone didn't grow up with, you know, what you say on social media stays with you forever, because guess what? They're on the downhill slope. It doesn't doesn't necessarily matter for them. Anyway, hey, uh, David Grosso, it's great talking to you, political analyst. We appreciate your Thank time you. today. Yeah, of course. Have a great morning. All right, it's 629 now. The news is next right here on News Talk 96.5 k Rob and Bernie on Acadiana's Morning News. Uh. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from CapeHill965.com. There's more Acadiana's Morning News to come, but first, some more state headlines for you. The House passed legislation making revisions to the tort reform effort that was vetoed by Governor Edwards, winning a veto-proof majority for the bill in the process. Bill sponsor Chalmette Representative Ray Garofalo says the legislation requires insurance companies to meet with the insurance commissioner to see how much money this legislation has saved them. And if they are, then they are required to reduce their rates accordingly. The bill makes a few adjustments relative to legislation that was vetoed by Governor Edwards, namely decreasing the jury trial threshold further to $5,000 from the bill's previous $10,000. The current threshold in the state of Louisiana is $50,000. New Orleans Representative Mandy Landry says that just because companies are required to meet with the commissioner doesn't mean he can or will force them to lower rates. There has been not one person from the insurance industry to testify that they will lower their rates in Louisiana because of this legislation. Not one. Zero. Landry noted even the 10% promised reduction in rates would still give us some of the top five highest rates in the nation, which need to be addressed through other legislation. ERATH Representative Blake Miguez says they've worked hard to make sure the bill ensures Louisiana's legal system more closely reflects our neighbors who pay much lower premiums. We have the second highest auto rate insurance in the country. So don't you think we should be looking at things like this or having a valid discussion to make these changes to lower our auto insurance rates? But a meet representative, Robbie Carter, tore into the bill over how it would impact our ability to fund court systems and ensure injured victims receive just compensation. 
And I'm not going to waste a lot of time today to tell you just how bad this bill is. This ain't even putting lipstick on the pig. This is a pig from the beginning. The bill now heads to the Senate. Here locally, news reports over the weekend said St. Martinville Mayor Melinda Mitchell tested positive for COVID-19. That information was first reported by the Daily Iberian. Now, as a result, Mitchell, the city administrator, police chief Ricky Martin, and Mitchell's secretary are now in quarantine. There's now word that an attorney representing Mitchell says that HIPAA laws may have been violated. Mayor Mitchell says she would love to know who shared her information in regard to the COVID-19 test and if any laws were broken during the process. And finally, fire investigators are working to determine what caused the fire at a home in the 2100 block of Richfield Road that happened out in Lafayette Parish. Multiple crews responded, according to a report from KATC, including Dusan, Judice, Scott, Karen Crow, Milton, and Lafayette to quell the blaze. Fortunately, no injuries reported to first responders or residents at the scene. We've got a pretty standard forecast across Acadiana coming up for today. Temperatures are going to be right back where they were yesterday afternoon. We'll be up at around 93 degrees. The heat index running just a little bit warmer than that. As we go through the afternoon, be on the lookout for a quick shower or thunderstorm. Most of that's going to be in western parts of Acadiana. We'll go with about a 20 to 30% chance for a little bit of thunderstorm activity later on today. Winds are going to be from the east-northeast up at about 5 miles an hour or so. Lows tonight will actually drop down into the upper 60s. Looking ahead through the rest of the week, we're looking pretty good. It's going to be hot outside and the rain chance is probably going to hover around that 10% range. We'll stay fairly dry here over the next couple of days. As we get into the weekend then, we'll start to see the rain chances bouncing back a little bit more by Sunday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The sun is up and it's 73 degrees at the KPL Studios. This weather report brought to you by the T.J. Martell Foundation. Join the T.J. Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps save more lives. Visit tjmartell.org to learn more. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. And we're getting the all clear on the roads of Acadiana. Looks like the interstates are rolling right along. Let's try to keep it that way. Hey, what are you saying over there? Rolling, rolling, oh, rolling. Okay. okay. Hey, if there's the anything we need to know about. Rolling, hard. I'm sorry. You good? I don't know where that happened. I know. From. That was odd. Yeah. But I love you for it. Um, if you see anything <laughs> that we need to know about, you can give us a call. 232-1542 or open that KPL News app. Click on the phone in the upper right-hand corner and call straight into the studio. There's more Acadiana's morning news to come. Hey, Russell Wilson here, and I know how important exercise is. It's essential. It's essential. With Play 60, United Way and the NFL are helping kids stay active and play at least 60 minutes a day. Healthy kids. Healthy kids. But what this place needs is you. To donate or volunteer, go to unitedway.org slash play60. Because great things happen when we live united. Donate. Donate. Are you guys going to do that every time? Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council.
PayPal Topic Train is running right on time. Driven by Bruce Hart Poche, LLP, certified public accountants. And good morning. Welcome into your KPL Topic Train. Robin Byrne here with you with some stories we've been, you know, kind of Looking keeping on the side. Talking about. By the way, people asked me all day yesterday about yeah. that Britney Spears to replace the Confederate <laughs> uh, monuments. Yeah. And also Shannon and I were talking uh-huh. about Lee Circle, you know, Robert E. Lee. Yes. You know, when it came down and they still haven't put a replacement up, put something else up. He suggested Fats Domino. Ooh. I said you would need, probably need a lower pedestal because it would not make you. There's no way Fats Domino could get to the top of that thing. You know, you got to. Oh, you gotta, my. Well, Lord. you have to suspend reality. He needs to be on a little bit of a lower pedestal. <sighs> OK, you know, mm, all right. I'm just saying mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Would, or how about this? How, how about don't you what? keep it? Lee Circle. Yes. But you make it Harry Lee. Remember, he was the, the sheriff, sheriff, Jefferson Parish Sheriff. All right. And, okay. you know, he was a notorious you know, really tough. Harry Lee was the one that opened up the airport after Katrina because it was completely shut down and they closed it off. And he was like, come on, we need some place yeah, for we people need, to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways. All right. Welcome into your K-Pal topic train. Okay. Topic train us. How many of these unpopular opinions Uh-oh. do you agree with? Okay. Okay. Cold weather is better than warm weather. I totally agree with that. 37% agree. Mm. Nickelback is actually an okay band. <laughs> I just see. I disagree with that. But I do love that they've really embraced their, you know, newfound fame as like a internet meme, right? You know, but well, because what are you going to do? You know, you might as well just you know, people are talking about you, right? They're streaming your music and you're getting paid every time. I guess. I guess. <laughs> um, the show Friends is overrated. Okay. Uh, now let me tell you. Okay, mm-hmm. it is an unpopular opinion. But I'm going to have to agree on some level. Okay. Because some of the episodes were just too dumb, mm-hmm. even for a girl who likes stupid comedy. Yeah. One of my favorite movies of all time, Anchorman. I know. The Legend of Ron Burgundy. And people are like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Some of the Friends episodes were kind of lame. Yeah. And you, and you know Don't what? Don't tell anyone I said that. Stevie P always talks about. You know, sitcoms. Yes. And that they were meant to be watched a week apart. Yes. You know, and so people binge these sitcoms now. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it's, it's just less one of those funny. things. You know, yeah. it is. Yeah. It is less funny. So um, anyway, all these are, are very, Hi, Dr. Um, Phillips. very interesting. All right. Let's, That's okay. Our well, Dr. Phillips is joining us live on the air right now because, okay. all right, so the topic is how coronavirus accelerated the rise of telemedicine. And Dr. Phillips, I got to tell you, uh, I'm not surprised by it, but I'm so thankful for it because you know what? How many people are so agitated when you have to go in just for the doctor to tell you, oh, yeah, that looks good. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's entirely true. You know, we, we've been seeing telemedicine really explode in the last couple of years. Um, back in 2017, there was a study that found that only 82% of Americans had ever used telemedicine. I had, I'm sorry, that 82% of Americans had never used telemedicine, so only 18% had. Now that numbers, those numbers have really reversed. I think most um, Americans have at least talked to their doctors over the phone. Uh, and now we're seeing in this coronavirus pandemic, telemedicine being harnessed more than ever. Um, in March, the federal government expanded Medicaid coverage for telemedicine. 
in an effort to help to keep the elderly in particular out of doctor's offices. If there was one time you didn't want at-risk populations to go and sit in a waiting room to be mm -hmm. seen, it was you know, certainly at the peak of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, so now I think I've, people are, patients are thrilled with it. Uh, doctors are very much getting used to it. And I think telemedicine is going to start to be part of our new normal. Well, you know, I just start to, you look at different patient populations. And, you know, if you have that reliable um, transportation to get to where you're going and you have, or you have someone to bring you, that's great. But um, I'll tell you, my wife is a diabetes educator, and one of the biggest hurdles she has for people coming in for education and managing their diabetes is the ability to get to the hospital to have that meeting, to have that appointment. And so you, know, you have some of these in, in also cancer patients, you know, where you're already talking about someone who has a really low immune system. Should they ever they don't feel good. I know. Should they ever go back to doctor's offices just for the routine checks? Of course, you need blood work sometimes and everything else. But you know, the routine kind of follow up checks. Sure. You know, I, well, telemedicine isn't perfect for every situation, right? Heart attacks, strokes, severe cuts or lacerations, broken bones, um, even those annual physicals, right? Where you really just need to sit down with your doctor and go over everything happening in your life, right? Mental, physical, social, um, you know, sort of big picture stuff. Uh, but to your point, there is quite a bit that can be done virtually. Uh, a lot of what, what I, I'm a general internist, a lot of what we spend our time doing is going over patients' medication lists, right? Going through what medications they've been prescribed by specialists, um, all of the various doctors that they see to make sure um, that they're not being over-medicated or under-medicated. These are things that can be done very well virtually. Um, and if anything, it will help to keep patients on schedule, right? They're more likely to make a virtual appointment than, than as you said, getting to the doctor. Um, so I'm hoping as we come out of this coronavirus um, pandemic, which has really uh, increased the, the use of telemedicine, I hope that it stays. Yeah. You know, it's a whole new thing. And I think it's people um, might have been weary about it before, but they needed to have that appointment or needed a prescription, you know, refilled or need to needed to talk to their doctor and were able to do it during this time. I think their minds are for sure changed. So that's kind of where we are. Uh, Dr. Holly Phillips, thanks so much for your time. It's good talking to you. Thank you. Great. Thank you for having me. So interesting. Yeah. And, because, you know, you know, especially because, you know, they're going to charge. OK, here's the thing that kind of makes me go. Ugh. So if you have any kind of couple of medical conditions, right, you mm -hmm. have to go there. Then you have to have the appointment. Then you have to have a follow-up. Then you have to have a three-month follow-up. Well, a lot of people have heart disease. They got diabetes. You know, they got arthritis. You know, and you know they're going to slam you with the copay every time you got to go. It's expensive. Hey, so it, you still got to pay the copay for telemedicine. I know you do. I mean, but I guess my point is it takes a little of this thing out of it out yeah. of it because you're not getting out in the heat you're not having to waste your gas money you're not having to sit in an uncomfortable lobby chair mm -hmm. i mean those are some big bonuses okay I, yeah i had to pay the 30 bucks but at least i got to sit on my own recliner i also think too it might make it easier to get an appointment you know mm -hmm. because a doctor can yeah. see so many more telemedicine patients in a you know a short time frame because you are just having those conversations and they can do it from their desk which yeah. i think is really good um, I want to tell you this story. This is so tell interesting, me. and it's out of Australia. Here's the headline. A woman gets spectacular passive-aggressive revenge 
on someone who was honking at them in a drive-thru. Wow. So, you okay. know, as things have started to open up, you've seen it. These fast sure. food places have 70 cars in line, you know, because right. people aren't necessarily comfortable going in. Maybe they even can't go in. And, you know, there's still that distance, yeah. you know, with, with people. So this happened in Australia. Um, she shared a story of an incident she had in a drive-thru over the weekend. The line was long. The woman was finally placing her order and a woman behind her. She said it looked like a young driver, young uh-huh. lady, started honking at her while she was ordering. Ugh, the rude. woman says, quote, I thought to myself, just take the high road, just take the high road. So when she pulled up to the first window, she paid for them both. Wow. Because then the person behind yep. her then had to understand between window one and window two to think about what she had done. It's not like a, a Starbucks drink where there's just one window. So, you know, you never get to, you never have that gratification of seeing right. the person in the rearview mirror. Um, she said, the woman actually honked one more time to get her attention, then leaned out the window, waved and mouthed, thank you, obviously embarrassed that I had repaid her rudeness with kindness. Uh-huh. She says, um, when she got to the second window, she showed both receipts and she also took her food. <laughs> uh, can you believe it? That's neat. So, you know, kindness was there for a second. And then what? she decided, I'm also going to take your food. Too. Oh, and by the way. Yeah. <laughs> now that's passive aggressive, guys, for sure. Uh, and finally. Yes. And the, you know, coronavirus mm-hmm. insanity stack. Mm-hmm. Keep that one always. All right. Um, the pandemic has officially brought back the drive-in. 42% of people plan to visit a drive-in movie theater this summer. I've never been to a drive-in movie theater. There were a couple when I lived Aww. in Atlanta that Are you people would it? go to. If something happens around here? Well, I'll tell you what I want to go to. Okay. I want to go to the Garth Brooks Cajun Dome drive-in. I do, Did you too. see that? I think that'd be awesome. Okay, so they're going to use fun. an FM transmitter to, yeah. you know, to... Get the audio out. Right. Um, the news came out yesterday. It's going to happen at Cajun Field on June 27th. There's going to be two show times, one at 7.30 p.m. and then a late night one at Ooh. 11 p.m. So here's the deal. Because that's go where there. all our friends in low places are going to be. <laughs> They're going to have it set up, a big yes. screen. You're going to pull into spots, okay? You're going to listen to the audio through your car yeah. stereo. Sure. Um. This is a kind of a first of its kind event. It's happening all across uh, the country. Uh-huh. The, right here in Louis- in Lafayette, though, is the only one yeah. in Louisiana. Um, the price, some people were saying it was pretty stiff or yeah. pretty steep. Uh-huh. It's a hundred bucks, yeah. but it's for your whole car. So, I mean, you so bring everybody. Yes, yeah. that's, that's when you pack up the suburban. You put about nine people in there. You lay someone on the floorboard. You put someone on a roof rack. Rob's going to be like, we'll take you and Brett, but y'all got to hide in the trunk. And, y'all, and you, and you got to pay for your part. <laughs> 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 All right, 6.50 now at Newstock 96.5 KPL. By the way, that's happening June 27th Woo-hoo! at the Cajun Dome. I okay. think it sounds fun. I think it sounds like By a blast. By the way, you can hang out outside your car as long as you're in your uh-huh. parking spot. And you're fully clothed. Why'd you even have to go there? You said hanging out. What okay. parts are hanging out? I'm just saying. Hey, friends in low places and other things in low places. 651 now. It's shaping up as another bad year for California wildfires. But this year, it could be catastrophic for big tech and perhaps even for you and your company, regardless of where you live. Your Tuesday Consumer Tech Update is brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. 
Last year, during the height of the wildfire season, two of California's largest power companies, Edison and the bankrupt PG&E, intentionally shut off the power to millions of homes. Their power lines are so old, they actually caused some wildfires. This year, with big tech employees working at homes that have no backup power, like a full-blown generator, when the blackouts begin, it could severely affect company operations in tech-heavy cities like Silicon Valley and throughout Southern California, where many dot-coms are headquartered. And that means you'll be impacted regardless of where you live. We're all relying on the internet now like never before. So don't be surprised by the blackouts. I'm Kim Commando. In today's digital world, identity protection is an absolute necessity. There's a big identity protection company out there, but did you know there's a better one? I switched to Identity Guard, and here's why. First, their security is top-notch. Identity Guard has been around for almost 25 years and has helped protect nearly 50 million people, and never once have they been breached. That's powerful security. Second, they protect you with some of the fastest alerts in the industry. You'll receive credit-related alerts in near real-time. In fact, Identity Guard is the only provider that integrates directly with all three credit bureaus. And why does speed matter? Because the sooner you're alerted that someone is using your identity, the sooner you can stop it. And third, they're offering an incredible deal. Get up to 33% off with plans starting at less than $7 a month at identityguard.com slash Kim. That's identityguard.com slash Kim, identityguard.com slash The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. Last week, Speaker Nancy Pelosi continued her pander campaign to show solidarity with rioters vandalizing statues in blue cities throughout America. She called for all Confederate statues to be removed from the Capitol grounds. Now, California Democrat Barbara Lee teamed up with Mississippi Democrat Bernie Thompson on a House bill to banish the relics of the Confederacy back to their original states within 120 days. New Jersey Democrat Cory Spartacus Booker introduced a Senate bill seeking to do the same thing. Now, these Democrats are trying to erase the history of their own party. The Confederate statues come from states then controlled by Democrats. It's the Democrat Party that gave America the Confederacy, the KKK, state-sponsored segregation, and Jim Crow. But one of these Confederate statues should get a new home up north. Now standing in Statuary Hall is the likeness of Uriah Milton Rose, a lawyer who was fiercely loyal to the Confederacy. In 1865 in Little Rock, Arkansas, Uriah Rose founded the Rose Law Firm. Many Clinton administration notables worked there at the Rose Law Firm, including Hillary herself. Now, instead of sending old Uriah to collect dust in some warehouse, his white stone statue ought to be sent to the Clinton's estate in Chappaqua and sit dead center right there on the front lawn as a constant reminder of Democrat history. Just because you can write does not qualify you to be a best-selling author. And the same logic applies to identity theft protection. You may be good at monitoring your credit, but that doesn't make you an authority on identity theft. Data breaches, your personal information gets in the wrong hands. This becomes complicated stuff. Cyber criminals commit identity theft every day. Now, on your own, 
you could miss certain identity threats, like somebody taking out a payday loan in your name, for instance. Or your information stolen as part of a data breach put out there on the dark web for other cyber bad guys to use for their own selfish gain. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft, but let me tell you, LifeLock has the tools and the know-how to help you like no other. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Just go to LifeLock.com, promo code RUSH. That's it. LifeLock.com, promo code RUSH, 25% off. News Talk 96.5, K-P-E-L, Brobridge, Lafayette. Communities. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's the name of the executive order President Trump will sign today after all the protests calling for reform. This is about law and order, but it's about uh, it's about justice also, and it's about safety. The order would create a database to track officers accused of misconduct, and it calls for co-responders, social workers who would help police on mental health and homelessness. Presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden doesn't seem impressed, tweeting, race-neutral policies are not a sufficient response to race-based disparities. We need to tackle systemic racism head-on. Fox's Griff Jenkins, what happened in Atlanta Friday, made calls for reform louder. Rayshard Brooks was killed after resisting arrest. His widow, Tamika Miller, is asking supporters... If you could just keep it as a peaceful protest, that would, that would be wonderful. Because we want to keep his name positive. Now, the officer who fired the shots was fired, but not yet charged. Atlanta's mayor is calling it murder, now requiring officers to intervene when another cop uses unnecessary force. In Albuquerque, New Mexico, a man was shot and critically wounded after protesters trying to take down a statue of a Spanish conquistador clashed with armed men trying to protect it. The governor calls them a menace. Those involved in the shooting have been taken into custody. Renewed tension along the Korean border has gotten violent as the U.S. and North Korea remain in a nuclear standoff. Fox's Simon Owen details what happened live. Dave, North Korea saying it has blown up an office building in a terrific explosion, destroying a joint diplomatic office with South Korea set up two years ago to improve relations. This following weeks of increasing tensions, with the North complaining about defectors who've moved to the South. South Korea is confirming the explosion and threatening a stern response if North Korea increases tensions further. The office had been closed since January because of the coronavirus. Dave? America's listening to Fox News. We're all in uncharted territory, looking for ways to support our communities. At Dell Technologies, we're making sure small businesses have the right tech solutions. Dell Technologies advisors are here for you, from helping small businesses stay connected and productive while working remotely with Windows 10 and Microsoft Teams, to rapidly deploying remote work solutions that limit upfront costs with Dell Financial Services. We're standing by you every step of the way. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. 
The coronavirus has been spiking up in nearly two dozen states in the last couple of weeks with record new cases lately in Florida. The governor has attributed that to increased testing, but Miami's mayor has delayed the next phase of reopening there. In Hawaii, they are now allowing residents on one island to travel to another again. That was halted during the coronavirus shutdowns. Meanwhile, a group of tourists who broke quarantine rules have agreed to leave Hawaii. Kendra Carter says she and 20 fellow travelers from the group Carbon Nation have agreed to pack up after residents harassed them at their vacation house and sent death threats online. Carter says the group didn't realize the 14-day quarantine for all people arriving in the state would be strictly enforced, and they let the excitement of being in Hawaii cloud their judgment by stopping at a beach park instead of going straight to their rental home. Carter describes the group as misunderstood, but they got the message loud and clear, don't let the ocean hit you on the way out. Steve Rappaport, Fox News. A legal standoff may be looming over John Bolton's book. He's the ex-national security advisor who joined Democrats critical of the president's actions in Ukraine, though he did not testify at the impeachment trial. Former national security advisor John Bolton's anticipated memoir, The Room Where It Happened, is set for release next week. But President Trump claims the book contains classified information. This guy's writing, uh, writing things about conversations or about anything and maybe he's not telling the truth he's been known not to tell the truth attorney general bill Barr says a clearance process for the book has not yet been completed representatives for bolton accused the white house of slow walking a national security review of the manuscript to prevent publication Jared Halpern, Fox News. Wall Street stocks could surge at the opening bell. Dow futures are now up uh, more than 500 points. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick. On Acadiana's morning news, we'll get up to 92 degrees today. Your full weather forecast is coming up from the KTC Storm Team 3 Weather Lab. The uptick in cases of COVID-19 continues in our area. A rep for Lafayette General tells KPEL News that system-wide, they have 32 inpatient cases. We're told that's a 50% increase from last week. Additionally, there are 13 inpatients with pending results. Lafayette Police will set up an OWI checkpoint this Friday night at 9 p.m. The location, which is never specifically disclosed, will be within the city limits of Lafayette. Officers will be conducting sobriety checks until 3 a.m. on Sunday morning. There's an online petition gaining steam to change the name of Jefferson Davis Parish. The push comes as Confederate monuments have been torn down in recent weeks and Confederate leaders have been criticized, all as the country deals with protests on racial issues. Those protests were sparked nationwide with the death of George Floyd, an unarmed black man in Minneapolis who was killed by police. The Abbeville Meridinals reporting that all eight members of the Vermilion Parish School Board have been subpoenaed to appear before a Vermilion Parish grand jury this Thursday. In addition to the board members, several other members of the school system have reportedly been asked to appear before that grand jury as well. Housing advocates asked the governor to again extend eviction moratoriums that lapsed this week when the state could face a public health and homelessness crisis. Louisiana Fair Housing Action Center spokesman Max Ciarulo says the mass evictions will hamper, hamper social distancing efforts. He also warned that once federal unemployment benefits end, we could see evictions rise substantially. President Trump says the media is trying to shame his campaign over a planned rally in Tulsa Saturday night. 
Concerns have been raised about holding a large rally amid the coronavirus pandemic. Trump tweeted, quote, the far left fake news media had, quote, no COVID problem with massive protests after the deaths of George Floyd in Minneapolis. He said the attempt at shaming won't work. Saturday's rally is Trump's first since March. The Supreme Court won't hear cases involving qualified immunity for police for now. Currently, it's difficult to sue police for misconduct. Critics say the doctrine protects cops and government officials from accountability. However, the House and Senate are crafting their own versions of police reforms that could change these protections. The UN Human Rights Council is taking up the debate about racism and police brutality after the death of George Floyd. A group of African nations led by Burkina Faso put forward the proposed debate to take place on Wednesday. Burkina Faso said, unfortunately, Floyd's death isn't an isolated incident. The U.S. will not be taking part in that debate. Walmart is testing getting rid of cashiers altogether in their stores. The retail giant switching to a self-checkout-only system at one superstore in Fayetteville, Arkansas. The company says it wants to see if it'll speed things up while limiting human interaction because of COVID-19. A new fat-burning substance is discovered in the labs at Pennington Biomedical Research Center here in Louisiana. Matt Doyle has the story. It's called BAM-15, and Pennington Executive Director Dr. John Kerwin says mice who were given the compound grew leaner than mice who didn't, all without any additional exercise. He says it's not just that they weighed less, they were burning fat. The cells are just churning out the ATP, they're burning it up, and we, we saw that in, in the fat in particular. He says even just one dose was effective. This one sustains its effect for hours, actually. BAM-15 was administered as a supplement to the mice's diet. I'm Matt Doyle. Louisiana Highway 1 in Lafouche Parish receives $135 million in federal grants to construct an 8.3-mile elevated highway from the Leeville Bridge to Golden Meadow. It'll make it the largest transportation grant in America. Congressman Garrett Graves says the road is vital for folks to get to Port Fouchon. There's only one road that goes down to Port Fouchon which services anywhere from 75 to 90 percent of all the offshore energy production in the Gulf of Mexico, which is a huge supplier of oil and gas for the United States. The money comes as part of the FAST Act requirement, which requires that projects which support natural energy security priority consideration for the infrastructure of the Rebuilding America Grant Program. Now, sections of the highway are so low, the road can go underwater just with high tide or a strong wind, but experiences the most trouble with storm surge from tropical system. Graves says that shutdowns of the roadway have widespread impacts. There was a study by the Department of Homeland Security years ago that painted a picture of billions of dollars in economic impact, job losses affecting all 50 states if uh, if this port were shut down for any type of extended period. Graves says the plants have been in the works since the mid-90s and the total construction time would likely span to about two years. My guess is they could award construction contracts as early as the end of this year, but based on how the, the wheels of bureaucracy spin, I could see them coming back maybe early in the, in the first quarter of 2021. And finally, Monday's decision by the Supreme Court that LGBTQ people deserve equal treatment in the workplace 
is being celebrated by some while being a disappointing development to others. Kevin Barnhart has this story. The decision to extend the protections of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to apply to gay and transgender workers came on a 6-3 to three vote. Executive Director of the Louisiana Democratic Party, Stephen Handwerk, says the ruling sends a very strong message going forward. This is just not something that our country should be about. We should not be about discrimination. But Louisiana Family Forum President Gene Mills opposes the decision and says the ruling may result in more lawsuits between employers and employees. You're going to see a litany of additional cases to try to expand that decision or define where its limits are. I'm Kevin Barnhart. Stephen Handwerk, the director of the Louisiana Democrat Party, will be joining us tomorrow for Winging It Wednesday. It's at 7 o'clock right here on KPEL. We've got a pretty standard forecast across Acadiana coming up for today. Temperatures are going to be right back where they were yesterday afternoon. We'll be up at around 93 degrees. The heat index running just a little bit warmer than that. As we go through the afternoon, be on the lookout for a quick shower or thunderstorm. Most of that's going to be in western parts of Acadiana. We'll go with about a 20 to 30% chance for a little bit of thunderstorm activity later on today. Winds are going to be from the east-northeast up at about 5 miles an hour or so. Lows tonight will actually drop down into the upper 60s. Looking at through the rest of the week, we're looking pretty good. It's going to be hot outside, and the rain chance is probably going to hover around that 10% range. We'll stay fairly dry here over the next couple of days as we get into the weekend then we'll start to see the rain chances bouncing back a little bit more by sunday from the storm team three weather lab i'm ktc meteorologist daniel phillips on news talk 96.5 acadiana's morning news is brought to you in part by compassion international join compassion and give hope to a family in extreme poverty during covid19 give a 40 dollars one-time gift text the word hope to 83393. That's hope to 83393 now. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. As we double check what's happening in traffic at this hour, Berlin Street, right near Herbert. That's Berlin Street. Near Herbert, make sure you're buckling up out there. To honor America and perform our national anthem, please welcome home eight-time Grammy winner, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, the Empress of Soul, Gladys Knight. So proudly we at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous light, we watched were so gallantly
It's open enrollment season, and MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that saves most families about $500 a month. Google MediShare and see if it's a fit for you. It is coming up now on 717. As we do every Tuesday morning, we speak with Louisiana State Police Troop I spokesman Trooper Thomas Gosson. Sir, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Oh, we're doing quite well. All right. So I want to start off this conversation. I want to to say to you, to all other law enforcement officials, that it's unfortunate that a very tiny percentage of police officers, just like in any other profession, can make a whole group of people who are doing the best of the work that they can, helping the public. You know, it's unfortunate that great police officers are not noticed more often. And I want to make sure we start our conversation off that way, because I know you know, you know, not only your fellow co-workers, but all different agencies. There are wonderful men and women who are out there just serving the public day to day, and they will never get a thank you, Thomas. Sure. And look, I appreciate that. I really do. And I know the, the men and women out there do as well. And look, I'll tell you, for the most part, I mean, going around Acadiana in the last couple of days, people have been really going out of their way to say, hey, thank you for your service. And I know they're doing it to other guys and, and women on the road as well. Um, and look, we really appreciate that. You know, it really makes us see, hey, you know, not not everybody is against us, you know. So it, it, it does help, and we appreciate that. Thank you. Well, and, you know, I don't think people have any idea how difficult the job is that you guys do on a day-to-day basis especially for the people who are on patrol. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I was really upset whenever they, I, not that I watched it much, but, but live PD and cops and stuff. I think those shows are really good as far as for giving the general public an idea. I mean, it was basically a police ride along without being in the stress of yeah. the situation because you're in a comfortable environment. But you get to see the stuff that they go on. Now, a lot of that stuff is edited out. They, they're not going to show you a lot of the, I mean, you have all the beeping and the things, you know, yeah, yeah. that part of it, you know. But when you, when it's in your face and you're in 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 the situation, and, and then you're surrounded by you know a big old crowd of people, especially at some type of issue, you know, the stress level is really high. And I like those shows because it gave the public a general idea of what police officers go through on a daily basis. Well, and I'll tell you this: you know? I always liked Live PD once it came around. I liked it more because they did show that there were calls where something was reported, and by the time they got there, that's not what it turned out to be. Or they, or they got reports of, I mean, it happened in Lafayette. You know, when they were, you know, here following Lafayette police, there was an area out on the thruway. It was an apartment complex, and they were called for shots fired. They got there, talked to people, and it ended up being like a, you know, someone just calling to make a false police report to get back at someone, you know, and, yeah. and, and that's you because you guess what? You guys have to deal with that, too. You know, Look, that's that didn't part. actually happen. Look, that's the tough part about getting a call and going to uh, getting called to a certain uh, residence or business or just a call in general. You're relying on the person who's calling the end to tell you the truth, mm-hmm. you know, our, and our operators are dispatchers who are awesome at their job. I mean, look, that's probably the most underappreciated 
highest stress because they are our life are in you know are, are in their hands. Our lives are in their hands because we're they're they have to relay the information to us, check on us, see if we're okay, see if we need backup. I mean, all these things. I mean, it's a lot, a lot of stuff that they go through. But we're relying on the person who originally called the call in to tell us what's going on and the truth about the situation, whether there's you know weapons involved. Uh, what's going on exactly some people just say hey send the police and they hang up well you still got to go to that too when we don't know what we're walking into so sometimes our guard is a little bit higher than others you know when we arrive on a scene not exactly knowing even if we think we know a lot of times like you said rob it turns out to be totally totally different situation i was um reading through the mayor of atlanta was uh kind of giving a rundown of some of the reforms you know, she's pushing for within that department obviously there was another shooting that has made headlines that happened over the weekend um, It happened in a Wendy's parking lot. And I think the, the hardest part for a lot of people to accept is, you know, the, the body cam video from before the altercation happened, you know, before there was a resisting arrest and then they had a fight and he kind of ran off. And um, mm-hmm. before all that happened, it seemed like everyone was very low key. Everyone was pretty jovial. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was clearly intoxicated in some sort of way, but they were talking and they were able just to have those. And so one of those police reforms that she's talking about is specifically de-escalation techniques. And I think, you know, people feel very different about this because, number one, if it was a drunk driver and things got tense, would you let that driver drive off where they could hurt themselves or someone else? Same situation. This person is holding something. Is it a gun? Is it a taser? And then are you going to let them run off? Yes, the point was made that they already had his information because they had already taken his license and everything else. But, I mean, at some point, it almost feels like you're beyond de-escalation in some of these situations. You know, it it depends on the the person themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's what I I want people to understand. Look, the person, I'll call him the violator. Let's say if the traffic stop, that person sets the tone for a lot of the, the what goes on, you know, because if, uh, on the use of force continuum, um, and if you don't know what that is, uh, you know, look it up and see the different steps on that use of force continuum. Um, officers can, can or are allowed to stay one step up, uh, ahead. I mean, just the officer presence alone is just is the first step, right? Just the fact that there's an officer in uniform standing there. That's the first part of it you know how this violator talks to an officer sets the tone you know a mutual respect is is what we hope for um and you know what we would expect but um you know it doesn't always happen that way you know so you know let we just and if if we can i'd I'd really like to go over a traffic stop because you know Mm -hmm. that's probably what the general public is going to go over the most and it's probably one of the most stressful for the motoring public that's probably the most stressful thing they'll ever deal with when it's dealing with the police officer you know can i Um, let me stop you so we can take a quick break here when we come back we're going to talk about traffic stops and also a meeting you had with some ul athletes talking about this very thing and answering their questions Mm -hmm. trooper thomas gossett from louisiana state police is joining us and we can Continue with him when Acadiana's Morning News is back. Phone lines are open. Call the show at 232-1542. 232-1542. Then listen live anytime with the free KPL News app, free in the App Store or Google Play.
726 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. And this afternoon on Up Close with Bernadette Lee, she's going to be talking during the first hour with Reggie Thomas. He's mm-hmm. running for Marshall, but spent 30 years as a Lafayette police officer, and he's black. Um, and he's going to talk a little bit about his experience and to talk about this kind of issue that we're dealing with across the country. Joining us on the phone right now is Trooper Thomas Gossin from Louisiana State Police. And you, you know, are, are part of a big effort to really... I don't know if it's educate, answer questions, calm fears, and tell people, you know, the other side of a traffic stop. You know, a lot of times you just kind of know it as the person being pulled over, but understanding the other side as the officer who's walking up to your car is important too. And that's something you're trying to do. Yeah, correct. Uh, and it is about education because I think if everybody understands the goal, the end goal, and, and what is the expectations, I think that'll help a lot. Um, like I said before, this is a stressful situation to be in, to be pulled over by police. You know, um, I would tell you that a lot of people say, you know, this was just a routine traffic stop that went wrong. Well, there's no such thing as a routine traffic stop because I don't know who I've ultimately got in front of me. I, uh, when I pull a see a violation, stop this vehicle, I have no idea what this person has done. I don't know if they just, you know you know, shot up the whole Walmart or something. You know what I mean? I just happened to be stopping him for a traffic violation. I have no idea. But aside from that, you know, we want to try to just treat everybody fairly and respectfully. That's our goal, right? Once you get pulled over, pull over to a safe area. If you feel like, well, I'm not in a a very safe area, I don't feel comfortable here, put your hazard lights on. Mm -hmm. That that way you're acknowledging that you're being stopped, we realize you're not running, put your hazard lights on, and find a safe location, pull over, you know, into a parking lot or a side street or something like that. I would say this, turn your radio off, roll your window down, and just listen for instructions. A lot of people want to jump out the car right away. Don't do not do that. Just wait. Um, most officers, well, I'll say this, most departments are going to work this differently. Some, some departments will walk up to approach the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Other departments will ask the, the, the driver to step out the vehicle. We as police, state police, are... More, more than likely, most of the time, we're going to ask you to step out the vehicle. Um, we'll ask you to stand in a certain spot. We'll stand in a certain spot. Some of that's for safety, for your safety and for mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so just kind of listen to those instructions. Um, so what can you expect? I mean, obviously, I'm going to tell you my name, my department I work for, and the reason I stopped you. Mm-hmm. If, you're not, if you're not sure why I stopped you, if you're not too clear about that, you, you can ask again. You know, and, and, and I can, I'll, I'll tell you again the reason for the stop. I'll say this, though. On the side of the road is not the place to argue the ticket. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not the judge. I, I'm just a fact finder. This is what I saw. This is what the violation's for. When it goes to court, you're more than welcome to argue the, the case in front of the judge to see, you know, what the, the facts of the case. I'll, I will show up. I, I have to show up for every ticket I write if, that, if that's going to happen. So... What can you expect to be asked? License, registration, insurance. I would suggest people keep this in an easy access area on top of your visor. Keep all, all you know, the insurance and registration together there. I'll say this, LA Wallet, the app, LA Wallet, LA Wallet, LA Wallet. Get LA Wallet on your phone. It's an easy license app that Louisiana recognizes. It's from the, the, from the Department of Transportation. You can download your uh, driver's license on your phone and it's acceptable form of ID and driver's license to have in your, on your phone at all times. So that way you don't have to worry about forgetting your wallet, you know, so get, get that for sure. Um, I would say this, during this traffic stop, keep your hands out your pockets, 
stay off your phone. A lot of people say, well, why do I stay off the phone? I want somebody on the phone with me so I can hear. Having somebody on the phone just listening in on the conversation while you have it in your hand, I have no problem with that. Um, because some people feel unsafe being by themselves. Mm-hmm. I get that. I'm okay with that. What I don't want is, yeah, I'm stopped at right here at the corner of such and such and such and such. Yeah, he's by himself. Yeah, no, he's you know he's facing this direction. What am I? What could possibly happen? And I could have somebody possibly calling somebody else who's on a, on their way. You know, it could be a safety or officer safety issue. Somebody's yeah. coming ambush type situation. Yeah. Um, but but for, to have somebody just on the phone listening to our conversation, I have no problem with that. And I don't think any officer would just have it on speakerphone, you know, um, you're not walking back and forth. If I ask you look, stand right here, I might stand you by your, by your passenger taillight between your taillight and your license plate, please stand right there. I'll be right back. It's, it's necessary sometimes for me to go to the car. Some officers will need to go to the car, run something, check your license, especially if you don't have a license on you might need to run your name, date of birth and see if you have a license. Um, I would suggest this. There's a lot of people who drive under suspension, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, and drive without insurance. You're only wasting time. If you don't have a license, say, look, I don't have a license. It's suspended. I'm going to find out within the next five minutes. Right. Yeah. So let's just cut to the chase. You know, yeah. if you didn't pay your insurance, you know, you canceled your insurance six months ago. Just say, look, man, I have no insurance. I'm going to find that out as well. You know, um, so so just let's just get to it. Um, another thing I, I can tell you this. If you follow these simple instructions, it's going to relieve a lot of stress. You know, um, the last thing that people usually ask is, do I have to sign that ticket? Yes, you have to sign the ticket. You're required to sign the ticket. It's not, you're not saying that you are guilty of anything. You're not saying that you did anything. All you're saying basically with that is that you're going to show up to court or, or handle the, or, or if you don't want to contest it, you can, you're going to pay the ticket. That's all it says. So it, it's not an admission of guilt whatsoever. I do have some people that refuse to sign a ticket. At that point, I'm probably going to hold on to your driver's license. I will hold on to your driver's license. And you must, now you're going to, it's going to force you to show up to court to get that. Now, depending on the offense, some people refuse to sign the offense. Sometimes it's a bookable offense. I might be able to book you into jail wow. based on you not signing the ticket. It's basically, your signature is basically your bond saying, I'm going to show up to court. Oh, I'm going to handle this. I'm going to face the judge with this. You know, it's a, so, it's one of those things I think a lot of people are taught, um, but it's something you definitely need to know, especially if you're out there driving. Maybe you have a new driver. It's a conversation that needs to be had. Trooper Thomas Gosson, we need to leave it there for time, but we'll talk to you again yep. next Tuesday. And um, until then, stay safe out there. And thanks for watching. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for your time, guys. I appreciate it. We appreciate you. 7.33 now at News Talk 96.5. KPL coming up. The Tuesday talker, Chad Romero. We'll talk some financial issues. You know, people watching different things. And Mm -hmm. the stock market, it's pretty fickle. Going to talk about what he's seeing. All coming up on Acadiana's Morning News. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL965.com. There's more Katie's morning news to come, but first, some more state headlines for you. The House passed legislation making revisions to the tort reform effort that was vetoed by Governor Edwards, winning a veto-proof majority for the bill in the process. Bill sponsor Chalmette Representative Ray Garofalo says the legislation requires insurance companies to meet with the insurance commissioner to see how much money this legislation has saved them. And if they are, then they are required to reduce their rates accordingly. The bill makes a few adjustments relative to legislation that was vetoed by Governor Edwards, namely decreasing the jury trial threshold 
further to $5,000 from the bill's previous $10,000. The current threshold in the state of Louisiana is $50,000. New Orleans Representative Mandy Landry says that just because companies are required to meet with the commissioner doesn't mean he can or will force them to lower rates. There has been not one person from the insurance industry to testify that they will lower their rates in Louisiana because of this legislation. Not one. Zero. Landry noted even the 10% promised reduction in rates would still give us some of the top five highest rates in the nation, which need to be addressed through other legislation. ERATH Representative Blake Miguez says they've worked hard to make sure the bill ensures Louisiana's legal system more closely reflects our neighbors who pay much lower premiums. We have the second highest auto rate insurance in the country. So don't you think we should be looking at things like this or having a valid discussion to make these changes to lower our auto insurance rates? But a meat representative, Robbie Carter, tore into the bill over how it would impact our ability to fund court systems and ensure injured victims receive just compensation. And I'm not going to waste a lot of time today to tell you just how bad this bill is. This ain't even putting lipstick on the pig. This is a pig from the beginning. The bill now heads to the Senate. Here locally, news reports over the weekend said St. Martinville Mayor Melinda Mitchell tested positive for COVID-19. That information was first reported by the Daily Iberian. Now, as a result, Mitchell, the city administrator, police chief Ricky Martin, and Mitchell's secretary are now in quarantine. There's now word that an attorney representing Mitchell says that HIPAA laws may have been violated. Mayor Mitchell says she would love to know who shared her information in regard to the COVID-19 test and if any laws were broken during the process. And finally, fire investigators are working to determine what caused the fire at a home in the 2100 block of Richfield Road that happened out in Lafayette Parish. Multiple crews responded, according to a report from KATC, including Dusan, Judice, Scott, Karen Crow, Milton, and Lafayette to quell the blaze. Fortunately, no injuries reported to first responders or residents at the scene. Acadiana today, we'll see a few clouds popping up in the afternoon. Uh, the tropical type clouds that we're used to seeing in the summertime that could lead to a 20 to 30 percent chance for a brief pop-up shower or thunderstorm later on today. Highs going to get up to around 93 degrees. Heat index running a little bit warmer than that. Winds from the east northeast at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Overnight lows actually going to drop down to about 69 degrees with clear skies late tonight and then we get ready to do it again tomorrow. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist. Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. 75 degrees at the KPAL studios in this weather report is brought to you by the Positive Coaching Alliance. Questions about youth or high school sports? Well, Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Find more information at positivecoach.org. You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. Last week, a couple in Shreveport, Louisiana, were threatened by their neighbor because they flew a Trump 2020 flag in the front yard. The neighbor demanded the flag be taken down or he would shoot up their house. You know, you hardly hear folks anymore say it's a free country. That was the standard response someone would make if they did something that someone else didn't like. Well, now it's I'll be back in a couple of hours to shoot up your house. Really? And what would you do if someone came into your yard, threatened your family if you didn't remove a flag flying in the yard? Well, these folks, they chose to stand against the mob, something far too many aren't willing to do. There's no room in a free country for political violence. American Ground Radio, where building a better America begins with building a better us. Return each Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Paul. 
on News Talk 96.5 KPL and streaming live at kpel965.com. For coronavirus updates around the clock and breaking news first, download the KPL News app. It's free in the App Store and Google Play. And when you're there, click the COVID-19 button for the latest coverage from KPL News. Person. And guess yeah. what? Chad Romero still has no hair. So, <laughs> did, hey, but I'm, I'm, just wanna, like, I'm just updating our you listeners. Can, you can make those jokes because you know what? I'm not that guy that talks about, <laughs> yeah. you know, how to make bald jokes. Uh, I'm so just kind of going you, with it. Because, you know, I got the spot. Okay? You got the spot? Mm-hmm. It's getting bigger. But mm. you know what? As I feel, it's everyone else's problem. Because in the mirror, it looks perfectly fine. <laughs> That's right. To me, uh-huh. my, I just I fluff up. The, I, put, I put a very little bit of gel. It's all it takes. Mm-hmm. Right in the front. And I can see it. You know, eventually I'm gonna have the Trump though. I'm gonna Ooh, let this all grow out. Yeah. And I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna flap over? I'm gonna yeah. flap over. I'm gonna mm-hmm. do that. I'm down with the flap <laughs> over. So how are you? I'm great. Things are really good. Good to see you. Yeah, y'all too. Um, little bit of a financial story that has happened since we've seen you in person. Even though we've been talking to you every week, mm-hmm. how are things looking today? Um, things are we're on the up and up, right? Mm-hmm. Once again, it's still peaks yeah. and valleys. You know, yeah. one person says one thing, then the market responds to it. Another person says another thing, and the market mm-hmm. responds to it. You know, um, the thing that's going on, you know, just in the news and, yeah. and and all the public stuff right now. I mean, it does have an effect. But we are seeing more and more economists say that we're, we're seeing the V. Oh, we're yeah. seeing the V-shaped economy. We went down... We're on the way back up. And basically, if I'm understanding this correct, the only thing that makes it a V is that whenever we have a big drop again, we're not getting down to where we were. Right. Even when we have a big drop off, it's not at all what it was in April. Right. That's correct. And look, we we don't expect it to get there, get back there anytime soon, given what's going on. The economy's great. People are getting back to work. I think we're really seeing the, you know, some positive on the COVID-19 stuff. Um People are anxious to get back to, I don't know, the normal, right? I know everybody's know. saying not normal, but but um, we're all feeling it. We're all kind of just easing into it. But we can't let another wave happen just because we're bored. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I think, is a fear that people have. You know, like, you know, I've had enough of this. I'm tired of thinking, I'm tired of worrying about it. I'm just going to go do it. Then we don't want to find ourselves in a situation that we were in back in April. Again. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think mm-hmm. we have to do our due diligence and not jump in, you know, head first. We do need to kind of ease into it, if you will. We're washing the hand, right? Doing all those mm-hmm. things. Just keep on doing Just it. Just keep on doing it. Look, you you can't walk six feet in this building without there being a hand sanitizer on Oh, the I've squirted like eight already. And I love it. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. on hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's fine. I'm that guy. I was a hand washer before. You already were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very. So you've just been locked down. Yeah. Just... I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. down. Um, what are some of your clients saying um, as you're talking about retirement? Um, I, I have finally, within the last two weeks, decided to start looking at my investment accounts mm-hmm. more because before everybody said, has, by the way, I'm not looking <laughs> like, you know what? Right. Me and Vern, one day we were talking about it. I said, I'm not looking right now. It's bad. I'm just going to tell myself I never invested anything. Right. Because then at least when I see the crumbs that are there, then I feel all right. But I'm actually pretty surprised. Let's just talk about 401ks, for example. Mm-hmm. I'm actually pretty surprised 
at how much it has come back. We're not there yet. Um, and obviously, there's a lot going on in the country that is yeah. kind of shaping what the stock market does. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm encouraged. Yeah, we're very optimistic about what's going on before. And, and I'll say this again, before the COVID stuff, mm-hmm. we were very optimistic and looking at, you know, the Dow and the S&P doing things um, that probably were unprecedented in, in the next 18 or so months. I hear uh, you. Yeah. We still think it's in some sort of a, a bull market, if you will. And uh, and look, these are just projections, kind of us talking back and forth in the office around the guys who do a lot of investment work, some of our, you know, more savvy clients and business owners who 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 like to mess with this kind of stuff and kind of dive in a little bit deeper than the average person. But yeah. we're really looking at very surprisingly um, quick return. Yeah. Now that mean in 18, 24 months in our that's world, quick. that's a quick return. Quick. So, you know, cause we look at these things on a five, 10 year mm-hmm. type uh, scale, if you will. So yesterday um, I filled in on offsides with Shannon Wilkerson. And one of the things we were talking about is, you know, when you start talking about politicians, it ultimately comes down to like what you want from them. Okay. And you know, someone who is able to just look at one issue and not the whole person, say you are an investor, say you are a business owner and you're, and you're really looking at financials. Even if you don't like everything else about Trump, he has had a positive effect on the economy. We know that people are are thinking that going into this election coming up, every time there's a poll that shows Joe Biden leading, we see the stock market react to, Mm -hmm. okay. Even Mm -hmm. if it's not a massive sell offs, a massive everything else, it's like you can see it and, right. and you can kind of plot it out. So, you know, how much does that have to do with it from your perspective? Because I'm sure you get people asking you about advice based on X, Y, Z political story. And we're always I mean, the, the history of our nation has always been a roller coaster like this. How much it affects it realistically when we boil it down, I think is, um, you know, kind of a short term impact, if you will. But the confidence level, right? That's everything to do with the markets, and it's a, it's an emotional and that six percent thing that thing. you've always talked about. Oh yeah, when you do have these up and down little, you know, bad weeks, high weeks, you're still on that trajectory. Absolutely, basically. Yeah, look, it can go up, down as 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 long as that year was positive. Or, or once again, we really look at you know those five years, what those five year blocks, and maybe even ten year blocks. But in an election year like this, there's a lot of people, especially on the probably conservative side, if you will, that are, you know, they talk about it. If Trump doesn't win, you know, I'm pulling all my money out of this and I'm I'm doing this because it's going to be over. That's mm-hmm. probably some of the extreme conservatives, yeah. just like we've got them on, you know, a little polarized on both sides. Correct. And, you know, it's it's our job as advisors to, to tell them, look, uh, Obama didn't is not going to ruin the market in the you, you know one person doesn't have that much control it's why we have maybe, everything else maybe for a, a month i yeah. mean maybe right yeah after maybe for a month but you see okay wait hold on like, they just and i didn't mean to use just obama bush is not gonna yeah. you know clinton n- none of those have that type of you know trump is just a a very business owner driven you know economist type capitalist if you will and people do tie uh, regulations to Oh yeah, financial success in a lot of absolutely or the lack of regulation. You know, know? moving a lot of jobs back to the U.S. You know, the U.S. stock equities market has 
skyrocketed in part because of that. So, so there is a an effect, but is it the only effect? Absolutely not. All right. So I'm planning. This isn't me, mm-hmm. but I'm a person planning to retire in the next year, and I want to know what I should do. I mean, yeah. Do I do I go way conservative right now? Do I take the losses and go cash? I mean. What do you say? I mean, I know every person's situation is different, but there are a lot of people who are scared right now. So, look, I, I'm a huge advocate in trusting the people who know. I'm not going lay bricks at my house. I'm not going plumb anything. I'm not. I'm not pretending to be a CPA or an attorney. So, if if you have an advisor and and he's been with you for a long time, even though a lot of times it may be difficult to do what he says because everybody else is running. One way, and your advisor is telling you to run the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just trust him because he's in it day to day. And I'm not saying just me, all us guys, but if there's one piece of advice I could give you, especially if you're that close within five years of selling your business or retiring, mm-hmm. just roll with the plan and go with it. And just remember, they can be, or you guys can be unemotional because you, it's not your money. Oh, yeah. I have and no emotion what? tied you to it. You also have. You know, it doesn't matter who walks into your door. You've had accounts that were much bigger and much smaller. Right. You know? That's correct. Chad Romero, the Tuesday Talker, back live in living color. Thanks, y'all. Thanks Hi. for coming in. Great. I like that tie, by the way. Thank you. You know, my colorblindness is slightly improved since Ooh. I had the PRK surgery. Yeah? Last nice. year. Is that real? It, they don't say that it does. But you're feeling that way? I feel like it does. And maybe it's just because I don't have anything over my eyeballs anymore. Mm. Maybe there's maybe nothing so. distorting it. Well, that's cool. That you know, is. That's a that's great a good selling point. Right? Right? Black eyeshadow and pink uh-huh. shirt she's wearing are beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, we're happy to have you back. Hey, I'm happy to be good back. To see you. Thanks, and Wash Joe. your hands if you're going to be around. Oh, yeah. Chad. I'm going right now. Okay, good. Yeah, don't. Swing by. You can actually, there's one right there by the door. Okay, I'm going to hit that get one. Get some of that. Okay. You get up to your elbows with is that. Is there some like fragrance in that? Or is it non fragrance? That one smells really, I'm be perfectly honest, really good. The ones that smell bad, they're sitting over there just in case the okay, apocalypse. Good. We don't use those all the time. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. I just, there's something about the Everclear. It brings back too many bad memories of yeah. college. Because I want to rub Cherry it on my bombs. neck. Like mm-hmm. I get it around my. Mm-hmm. No. You're no? <laughs> What's the rub uh, on his neck? Uh, <laughs> what, chat? I mean, wait, because guess what? The experts say a hug is better than a handshake at this point. What? They say it is. Oh, they just busted that wide open for South Louisiana. They say a hug is better than a handshake because you're not touching doorknobs and everything else unless you are with you're your neck. Because me, you're you're trying yep, I'm trying to I'm trying to avoid the my hand contact. Have you seen those um have you seen those keys? Like it's it's a thing that goes in your key ring to help you open doorknobs and stuff. You know why I think that's a terrible idea? Because then you put those keys in your pocket. Yes. Like you're still touching everything. Or you accidentally put them in your mouth or your kid touches them. So I'm a towel them. guy. So when I dry my hands oh. in the bathroom, like my, mm-hmm. it stays with me until I get to wherever I'm Let going. Let me tell you, I almost turned my five-year-old over to the authorities two days ago. Let some other family have her because she was talking to me like she had something in her mouth. And like I knew she wasn't eating anything. Right. And I look in the back seat and it was a penny. In her mouth. She had a penny in her mouth? And I almost said, you, you didn't even say anything bad, but you get in your mouth washed out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got to wash they it out. They put every, everything. The kids just put everything. God. Anyway, all right, Chad. All right. We were perfect hey, children. Thanks. We would never do would anything never do that. that gross. That's huh? the truth. I had a half dollar. All right. It's a big old <laughs> mouth you had. All right, 7.52 now at News Talk 96.5 k News Talk 96.5 k Depend on it.
Unleash. Fox News commentary. Fake news from the Biden campaign. More next. Your employees and customers have new expectations when it comes to cleanliness. Cintas has the products and services you need to feel prepared. A trained Cintas technician can apply disinfectant and sanitizer spray to common surfaces. And we'll keep you well stocked with gloves, face masks, hand sanitizer, and disinfectant wipes, professional cleaning supplies, and PPE. Just a few ways Cintas can help you keep your business safe. Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. In a recent interview, senior advisor to the Biden campaign, Simone Sanders, weighed in on the political response to the killing of George Floyd. Donald Trump couldn't even utter George Floyd's name, let alone speak to the unrest that has gripped the country. Say what you will about President Trump's response to all of this and whether or not you think Joe Biden would be better. What Sanders said is patently false and was provably false by simply rolling the tape. Most heartfelt sympathies to the family of George Floyd. We will stand with the family of George Floyd. The president has mentioned Floyd's name on numerous occasions to assert otherwise is inaccurate if you want to criticize your political opponents go for it but if you want to distort what they had to say at least try to do so in a way that can't be disproven by video evidence within minutes that obviously applies to trump but it must also apply to team biden that hold themselves up as paragons of honesty and credibility the lazy lie from simone sanders suggests otherwise that's your fox news the Congress. news you want to know attorney general he lied to congress chicken bar should have shown up today yes this man circus political stunt kpel fm brobridge lafayette after all the calls for change in policing the president readies in his executive order i'm dave anthony fox news and vice president pence just told fox that will set in into motion uh, new resources new standards on the use of force fox's john decker's live in washington the president's executive order would establish a database that tracks police officers who garner complaints about excessive use of force in their records it would also establish a national credentialing system that would give police departments a financial incentive to adopt best practices the order would also more deeply involved social workers in responding to certain nonviolent calls, such as those involving mental health, drug addiction, and homelessness. The three proposals already have broad-based support among lawmakers from both parties and the Fraternal Order of Police. Dave? Now, John House Democrats are also working on their reform plan. So are Senate Republicans, led by Tim Scott, the only black GOP senator who told the Fox News Rundown podcast today. I'm the person in our conference who's actually experienced the discrimination that we're talking about. Fortunately, not to bodily injury, but being pulled over seven times in a year, 18 times in the last two decades, gives me a first-hand experience with it. A retired cop working security at a hospital in Munster, Indiana, was shot and killed early this morning by a psychiatric patient who took his gun during a struggle. Another officer then killed that patient. In Atlanta, no charges have been filed yet of the death of Rayshard Brooks, who was shot Friday after resisting arrest. The officer has been fired. Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms calls it murder. Our police officers are to be guardians and not warriors within our communities. More Americans shopped more. As coronavirus restrictions were lifted in May, retail sales surged almost 18% over April's numbers. America's listening to Fox News.
We're all in uncharted territory, looking for ways to support our communities. At Dell Technologies, we're making sure small businesses have the right tech solutions. Dell Technologies advisors are here for you, from helping small businesses stay connected and productive while working remotely with Windows 10 and Microsoft Teams, to rapidly deploying remote work solutions that limit upfront costs with Dell Financial Services. We're standing by you every step of the way. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. There's some new research just out of England today that a steroid can help fight the coronavirus. Dexamethasone was given to very sick patients and reduced deaths by up to one-third, according to researchers. It's been two years since President Trump met with Kim Jong-un for their first summit, but relations have since soured. A nuclear standoff continues, and at the Korean border, the North has blown up a building. A joint diplomatic office set up two years ago to improve communications with South Korea. And there's been a deadly border clash between two other countries. India's army saying three of its soldiers have been killed in a confrontation with Chinese troops on a disputed border in the Himalayas. India saying there are casualties on both sides and the talks are underway to defuse the situation. China accusing Indian forces of carrying out provocative attacks. It's the first deadly clash between the Indian and Chinese military since 1975. There have been weeks of tensions along this particular frontier. Simon Owen, Fox News. A hearing starts today in California involving utility blame for the deadliest wildfire on record. Pacific Gas and Electric is expected to plead guilty to 84 counts of manslaughter and one count of unlawfully causing a fire. While some are frustrated that the company's only being fined $4 million, the district attorney of Butte County said corporations are fined like people when convicted of crimes. However, they are paying out more than $25 billion to several parties, including victims, insurance companies, local governments, and others, and they're in bankruptcy court. The company's badly maintained equipment started several fires on windy days, including the campfire, and those who lost loved ones in the fast-moving flames are expected to deliver victim impact statements in court over a multi-day hearing. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. On Wall Street, stocks could surge down futures up nearly 900 points. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick. On Acadiana's morning news, we'll get up to 92 degrees today. Your full weather forecast is coming up from the KTC Storm Team 3 Weather Lab. The uptick in cases of COVID-19 continues in our area. A rep for Lafayette General tells KPEL News that system-wide, they have 32 inpatient cases. We're told that's a 50% increase from last week. Additionally, there are 13 inpatients with pending results. Lafayette police will set up an OWI checkpoint this Friday night at 9 p.m. The location, which is never specifically disclosed, will be within the city limits of Lafayette. Officers will be conducting sobriety checks until 3 a.m. on Sunday morning.
There's an online petition gaining steam to change the name of Jefferson Davis Parish. The push comes as Confederate monuments have been torn down in recent weeks and Confederate leaders have been criticized, all as the country deals with protests on racial issues. Those protests were sparked nationwide with the death of George Floyd, an unarmed black man in Minneapolis who was killed by police. The Abbeville Meridionals reporting that all eight members of the Vermilion Parish School Board have been subpoenaed to appear before a Vermilion Parish grand jury this Thursday. In addition to the board members, several other members of the school system have reportedly been asked to appear before that grand jury as well. Housing advocates asked the governor to again extend eviction moratoriums that lapsed this week when the state could face a public health and homelessness crisis. Louisiana Fair Housing Action Center spokesman Max Ciarulo says the mass evictions will hamper, hamper social distancing efforts. He also warned that once federal unemployment benefits end, we could see evictions rise substantially. President Trump says the media is trying to shame his campaign over a planned rally in Tulsa Saturday night. Concerns have been raised about holding a large rally amid the coronavirus pandemic. Trump tweeted, quote, the far left fake news media had, quote, no COVID problem with massive protests after the deaths of George Floyd in Minneapolis. He said the attempt at shaming won't work. Saturday's rally is Trump's first since March. The Supreme Court won't hear cases involving qualified immunity for police for now. Currently, it's difficult to sue police for misconduct. Critics say the doctrine protects cops and government officials from accountability. However, the House and Senate are crafting their own versions of police reforms that could change these protections. The UN Human Rights Council is taking up the debate about racism and police brutality after the death of George Floyd. A group of African nations led by Burkina Faso put forward the proposed debate to take place on Wednesday. Burkina Faso said, unfortunately, Floyd's death isn't an isolated incident. The U.S. will not be taking part in that debate. Walmart is testing getting rid of cashiers altogether in their stores. The retail giant switching to a self-checkout-only system at one superstore in Fayetteville, Arkansas. The company says it wants to see if it'll speed things up while limiting human interaction because of COVID-19. A new fat-burning substance is discovered in the labs at Pennington Biomedical Research Center here in Louisiana. Matt Doyle has the story. It's called BAM-15, and Pennington Executive Director Dr. John Kerwin says mice who were given the compound grew leaner than mice who didn't, all without any additional exercise. He says it's not just that they weighed less, they were burning fat. The cells are just churning out the ATP, they're burning it up, and we, we saw that in, in the fat in particular. He says even just one dose was effective. This one sustains its effect for hours, actually. BAM-15 was administered as a supplement to the mice's diet. I'm Matt Doyle. Louisiana Highway 1 in Lafouche Parish receives $135 million in federal grants to construct an 8.3-mile elevated highway from the Leeville Bridge to Golden Meadow. It'll make it the largest transportation grant in America. Congressman Garrett Graves says the road is vital for folks to get to Port Fouchon. There's only one road that goes down to Port Fouchon with services anywhere from 75 to 90 percent of all the offshore energy production in the Gulf of Mexico, which is a huge supplier of oil and gas for the United States. The money comes as part of the FAST Act requirement, which requires that projects which support natural energy security priority consideration for the infrastructure of the Rebuilding America Grant Program. Now, sections of the highway are so low, the road can go underwater just with high tide or a strong wind. 
but experiences the most trouble with storm surge from tropical system. Graves says that shutdowns of the roadway have widespread impacts. There was a study by the Department of Homeland Security years ago that painted a picture of billions of dollars in economic impact, job losses affecting all 50 states if uh, if this port were shut down for any type of extended period. Graves says the plants have been in the works since the mid-90s and the total construction time would likely span to about two years. My guess is they could award construction contracts as early as the end of this year, but based on how the, the wheels of bureaucracy spin, I could see them coming back maybe early in the, in the first quarter of 2021. And finally, Monday's decision by the Supreme Court that LGBTQ people deserve equal treatment in the workplace is being celebrated by some while being a disappointing development to others. Kevin Barnhart has this story. The decision to extend the protections of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to apply to gay and transgender workers came on a 6-3 to three vote. Executive Director of the Louisiana Democratic Party Stephen Handwerk says the ruling sends a very strong message going forward. This is just not something that our country should be about. We should not be about discrimination. But Louisiana Family Forum President Gene Mills opposes the decision and says the ruling may result in more lawsuits between employers and employees. You're going to see a litany of additional cases to try to expand that decision or define where its limits are. I'm Kevin Barnhart. Stephen Hanwork, the director of the Louisiana Democrat Party, will be joining us tomorrow for Winging It Wednesday. It's at 7 o'clock right here on KPEL. Plenty of sunshine out there across Acadiana today. We'll see a few clouds popping up in the afternoon. Uh, the tropical type clouds that we're used to seeing in the summertime that could lead to a 20 to 30 percent chance for a brief pop-up shower or thunderstorm later on today. Highs going to get up to around 93 degrees. Heat index running a little bit warmer than that. Winds from the east-northeast at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Overnight lows actually going to drop down to about 69 degrees with clear skies late tonight and then we get ready to do it again tomorrow. From the Storm Team 3 weather the lab. I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. Our weather update is brought to you by the Jambalaya Shop 4150 West Congress across from St. Edmund's Church serving up fresh jambalaya, pastalaya, and sides. Drive through, eat in, and take out. It's all there at the Jambalaya Shop. Back to Acadiana's Morning News. It is 8-12, and you know, folks, still trying to get back to work. Some people who face layoffs, the height of the coronavirus um, response, and now in the recovery, still out there looking, and Lita has another job fair coming up. Greg Gotro joins us on the phone. Good morning to you, sir. And good morning to you, Greg. How are you? Great. How are you? We are doing well. So tell us about this job fair. It's coming up, and what exactly are employers looking for? What industries, what sectors are being focused on this time? Well, this is an eclectic job fair. It's not one of the ones that where we focus on uh, technology or medical, et cetera. This has a broad range from professional to uh, unskilled labor and everything in between. So you're going to have this thing set up. Um, you know, you had done so many virtual job fairs where yeah. people were able to go in and, and see these different opportunities that were available. And now one of the things uh, we're looking at is this one's going to be in person, but people are going to be protected. There's going to be social distance. There's going to be personal protective gear. Um, how are you going to pull this off? And, and do people feel comfortable? Should people feel safe going there? 
Well, that's a good question, and um, we're actually doing a survey right now and a poll, and as soon as those results come out, we'll let you know. Mm-hmm. We think that uh, if you're seeking a job and we guarantee that there's going to be social distancing, that we'll have a mask available for you, that you can you will want to turn out. But in, if not, there will be a, a virtual event. So on Thursday, August the 6th, we're going to have socially distanced booths from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Then to the 6th, there'll be a virtual uh, job fair. So we're trying to combine the best elements of each in case people can't get out to the job fair. And we also believe that it's uh, safe for people to start getting out as long as it's, um, as we say, socially distanced and some measure of protection. You know, that is one of those things that I think people, you know, if, if they go to job fairs in the past, it's one of the things that they're used to. But I think the overall message is that there are jobs available. And I, I know that you guys really work to put, even outside of these actual job fairs, you guys work to put you know, prospective employees and, and companies in contact with each other. Is there a, a place where you would suggest people go You know, before this time to see who's hiring right now, to see what positions are open? Yes, you can go to lafayette.org slash job fairs, and that will tell you about who will be there and who's hiring. You can go to lafayette.org slash jobs and look at our virtual job fair. So we have a virtual job fair going on all the time. We also have, a the as you mentioned, these special job fairs that have lately been Zoomed. And then the one big one a year, we generally have five to seven job fairs a year, uh, many of them very specific, but as I said, this one more eclectic. All right. Very good information. Mm -hmm. Um, And just generally, uh, Greg, before we let you go, we're joined by Greg Gotro from Lita. What are you hearing from businesses, from business owners right now? How are they doing? Well... Um, we're actually surveying, once again, the third survey. But what we've heard is that um, most people seem to be hanging on. Now, they don't, many surveyed said if this goes on a few more months, mm. they probably won't be able to. So it's a critical period where people need to get out and do things that they were doing before, just be more safe. And I am very, very pleased to go into so many businesses where they're all following the rules. They all have masks on. They all have protective equipment. You've got the plexiglass barriers. But people are starting to hire people back. And we expect that uh, more people will be coming off the rolls. Just real quickly, um, although 36,000 People applied for unemployment since uh, 418. Only 14,100 are on the unemployment rolls today. Makes sense. That's about a 13% unemployment rate, but that's a lot better than we really anticipated at this time. All right, Greg Gotro from Lita. We appreciate the insight and, and of course, the time today, and, and good luck. You can go to the Lita website to find out more information, that virtual job fair, as he said, Always going on. Search for that. It's L-E-D-A. Thanks, Greg. Good talking to you. Thank you. All right. It's 817 now at Newstalk 96.5 KPL. There's something else really cool going on online. And you know, Bernie, 
loves a good deal. Oh, yes. The Seize the Deal Summer Auction is underway, and we're going to tell you about some of the cool things you can find Mm -hmm. coming up next on Acadiana's Morning News. Hey, it's Rob Kirkpatrick, and I want to tell you about a brand new feature at KPEL965.com. Listen to every hour of every day of Acadiana's Morning News. Now, you need to just get up and listen to all the great interviews when they happen live, but maybe you're busy. Maybe you want to listen in your car in the afternoon. Go to KPEL965.com, click on Listen Live, and then Click Acadiana's Morning News. There you'll find a podcast brought to you by LABI, Louisiana Association of Business and Industry. That's KPL965. Home Furniture is your place for really great deals. And with over 50,000 furniture what? items in stock right there off Pont de Mouton, you can fall in love with it today and you can have it in your house tomorrow. You think about how many different new sofas or mm-hmm. love seats. Yeah. That could possibly be in your new den or living room tomorrow. I think I told you, I have some family coming to town this weekend. Yes. And you would think we were preparing for a visit from Queen Elizabeth. uh, Oh. I've never changed a toilet seat (laughs) till yesterday. And they don't sell those at home furniture, but they can sell you just about anything else that you need for those guests who think that they are indeed royalty. I'm the queen mother. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you want queen an mother, awesome don't, looking don't, chair. Don't sit on used toilet seats. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but what if she wants one of those awesome recliners? Now we can do that. Ooh, especially kind of the one that helps yes. you get up. Homefern.com <gasps> is where you can go to find all the greatest deals. And of course, everything you need at a great price. Yeah. Even if you just want some nice, small, new accents for the house. Look, you don't even have to say, oh, I need a new big sofa or need new big chairs. They have beautiful accent pieces that will make the room look completely different. It'll freshen it up for you. And let's face it, we've all been in the same rooms for the last three months. It mm-hmm. is imperative. <laughs> You're it right is, about that. It is, it, is, it is imperative that you go to homefern.com. All right. You deserve it. 822 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. All right, 823 now at Newstalk 96.5, KPEL and something going on really cool at KPEL965.com all week this week is the Seize the Deal summer auction. And it's a beautiful thing. There are a ton of things there for you to find. And the deals, I mean, are starting at 60% off. That is awesome. You can go ahead and you continue to bid until 7 o'clock this Friday, but there are so many Different items. What are so you many looking different things, for? Even for Father's Day, Burn. Yeah, because think about this. Imagine if you really wanted to get something really great for your dad, but you're like, well, I never thought I could afford X, Y, and Z. Well, with prices as much as 60% off, you could get that favorite thing for dad that he's always wanted. And then he gets to choose, right? It doesn't have to be exactly you're like, oh, I think dad would like, oh, this one golf putter. Nah, it doesn't have to be like that. I'll tell you this. Um, Dad likes a lot of different things. Dads are often practical. I love practical gifts for Father's Day. And if you walked up to me and said, Dad, you really need a new roof. Yeah. I got you a new roof. Mm-hmm. Right now, from Southside Roofing, at the Seize the Deal Summer Auction. <gasps> That's genius. The value, $13,000. 
for Think this new that. roof. And right now, the current bid is at $5,475. Oh, nice. Go in and get your beds in, of course. Get your bids in, excuse me, before 7 o'clock on Friday. Well, that way you're not in the doghouse later, so you can sleep in your own bed. Maybe you've been thinking about putting <laughs> some cameras outside your house. What about a four-camera surveillance system How many times with four terabytes of memory, Eddie basic Thibodeau installation? We should do it. The cost for that $2,800, but you could bid on it, the current bid right now, $1,100. Sweet. All available there. There's everything from ATVs to a certificate to Jeremy's floors, all these different things. By the way, we're getting some really nice floors in our building. I'm going to post some pictures of it. Um, all by Jeremy's. So many different things, even massages. I mean, it's all there. And then even a $2,000 gift certificate to Advanced Aging Center. I need that. Um, $2,000. Right now, the bid is $800. Ooh. So Boy, a lot you of cool get a things. lot of good stuff done for that. You can find all of these products. You go to mm-hmm. kpal965.com, and yeah. up there's the, a bar. It's called the What's Trending Bar. Okay. It says auction. You click on that, and it'll bring you straight to the deals. You know Seize the Deal. We give you half-price deals all the time. But this week, we're talking about the Seize the Deal Summer Auction. Sweet. So uh, really exciting stuff. You can go find more out about that at kpel965.com. Here for you in times of uncertainty. Tracking coronavirus, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on this Town Square Media Station. Team you can rely on even on the darkest days. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. We're working for you on air, behind the scenes every single day. We're following a potential hazmat situation on I-10 this morning. As you get out and hit the road, Bernie's got the information you need to know. Your radio home for news and information for more than 60 years. You know, it's everything I need in the morning. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Huh. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL965.com. There's more Katie morning news to come, but first, some more state headlines for you. The House passed legislation making revisions to the tort reform effort that was vetoed by Governor Edwards, winning a veto-proof majority for the bill in the process. Bill sponsor Chalmette Representative Ray Garofalo says the legislation requires insurance companies to meet with the insurance commissioner to see how much money this legislation has saved them. And if they are, then they are required to reduce their rates accordingly. The bill makes a few adjustments relative to legislation that was vetoed by Governor Edwards, namely decreasing the jury trial threshold further to $5,000 from the bill's previous $10,000. The current threshold in the state of Louisiana is $50,000. New Orleans Representative Mandy Landry says that just because companies are required to meet with the commissioner doesn't mean he can or will force them to lower rates. There has been not one person from the insurance industry to testify that they will lower their rates in Louisiana because of this legislation. Not one. Zero. Landry noted even the 10% promised reduction in rates would still give us some of the top five highest rates in the nation, which need to be addressed through other legislation. ERATH Representative Blake Miguez says they've worked hard to make sure the bill ensures Louisiana's legal system more closely reflects our neighbors who pay much lower premiums. We have the second highest auto rate insurance in the country. So don't you think we should be looking at things like this or having a valid discussion to make these changes to lower our auto insurance rates? But a meat representative, Robbie Carter, tore into the bill over how it would impact our ability to fund court systems and ensure injured victims receive just compensation.
And I'm not going to waste a lot of time today to tell you just how bad this bill is. This ain't even putting lipstick on the pig. This is a pig from the beginning. The bill now heads to the Senate. Here locally, news reports over the weekend said St. Martinville Mayor Melinda Mitchell tested positive for COVID-19. That information was first reported by the Daily Iberian. Now, as a result, Mitchell, the city administrator, police chief Ricky Martin, and Mitchell's secretary are now in quarantine. There's now word that an attorney representing Mitchell says that HIPAA laws may have been violated. Mayor Mitchell says she would love to know who shared her information in regard to the COVID-19 test and if any laws were broken during the process. And finally, fire investigators are working to determine what caused the fire at a home in the 2100 block of Richfield Road that happened out in Lafayette Parish. Multiple crews responded, according to a report from KATC, including Dusan, Judice, Scott, Karen Crow, Milton, and Lafayette to quell the blaze. Fortunately, no injuries reported to first responders or residents at the scene. Plenty of sunshine out there across Acadiana today. We'll see a few clouds popping up in the afternoon. Uh, the tropical type clouds that we're used to seeing in the summertime that could lead to a 20 to 30 percent chance for a brief pop-up shower or thunderstorm later on today. Highs going to get up to around 93 degrees. Heat index running a little bit warmer than that. Winds from the east northeast at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Overnight lows actually going to drop down to about 69 degrees with clear skies late tonight and then we get ready to do it again tomorrow. From the Storm Team 3 weather the lab. I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. And getting the all clear on the roads of Acadiana. If there's anything we need to know about, you can give us a call at 232-1542. Also with the KPL News app, click the phone in the upper right-hand corner to let us know what you're seeing. It's 833. <laughs> planned this weekend in Tulsa um, mm-hmm. and the venue holds a 12,500 people from what mm-hmm. I'm hearing reports yesterday okay. we had the announcement that over a million people had registered for tickets to this thing okay mm-hmm. now of course in the data-driven world we live in right of course you know it's good to have that many people register for something even if they're not guaranteed tickets because okay what? now right. you know that's your people you know, that's, well, there you go. That's what you need to send mailers and fundraising emails to, you know. Um, we also heard about a $14 million fundraising haul, and that's just the start of it. It's going to be a big week. David Grasso joins us on the phone. What do we have to expect, sir? You know, one of the most interesting about quarantining with my parents in Florida was getting all those mailers from the Trump campaign. <laughs> so, you know, sitting around and because, you know, I'm not the target demographic. I'm too young. I'm 35 years old. So they think, oh, this guy may or may not vote. I'm also a registered independent. Ooh. So they think, oh, you know, he may not be a Trump fan. But, you know, my father definitely gets them. Interestingly, my mother doesn't get those flyers. So, you know, I think the campaign is trying to reach out to potential supporters to see if really they could rally support and get Trump reelected in November. So you're watching kind of this interesting thing play out. So once again, race comes up and, you know, you have the president who is is trying to say everything right. We hear about the police reform bill that is that is to come. There were some reports yesterday that said in the bill, there are some attorneys who apparently have worked on it with members of Congress who say there will be an admission that there is systematic racism in policing in the United States. What are your thoughts? 
you know, studies show that, you know, people of color disproportionately are treated differently by law enforcement. And I think even a lot of Republicans are on board for, uh, you know, reform. The problem now with the reform conversation is we go from, you know, definitely reforms are needed and we have a problem to defund the police. So, you know, it's one of those things where I think now I don't think that reform is debatable. It's more of what level of reform, what that reform looks like, and how that's going to please different constituencies who have very different views of the world of role, the role of law enforcement in this country. Yeah, isn't it? You know, interesting. There, I'll tell you what I love, um, David, and that is I love when I see something unexpected. Like I feel like we're in a time now where everything is so predictable that people are going to have you know toe the party line is what we used to call it. But I love to see whenever like a Biden or I think even Stacey Abrams this week both came out and said, uh, defund the police is not where you need to be going on this, which does make it a little bit harder. Because if you think about it from the Trump perspective, if they would come out in support of defund the police, well, then that gives you a perfect pedestal to say, you see, they want to defund the police and I don't want to vote for me. But it makes it a little bit harder when it seems like even the mainstream, I guess you would call it of the Democrat Party, not Stacey Abrams, but Biden um, you know, seems to say defunding is not the option. You know what's really interesting about the whole defunding thing? This is actually from the conservative playbook, and I think everyone forgot about that. Remember Rick Perry on stage during the primary when he got annihilated from Trump? He said he wanted to defund certain agencies, and he mentioned his own agency, which he ended up leading. So it's funny that the left has co-opted this argument. Um, obviously, defunding whole a uh, whole police department or you know nationwide is not going to be popular with a lot of moderate voters. So I, I definitely agree that. Uh, you know, it's a dangerous road to go down, especially with that type of language. Now, if you read what they're saying by defund the police, maybe some of those ideas aren't aren't necessarily bad, but the whole branding of defunding the police automatically turns off mm-hmm. millions of people. And, and people are assuming you're saying abolish, you know, and so they're having to, you know, they're being forced to say, what exactly do you mean by this? Because you're saying you want more training. Well, that training does cost money. So if we talk about defunding, then what are you going to do, you know? Well, I think we definitely have a problem with police unions. And I think this is more of a right-wing argument, right? Public sector unions are a massive problem all over the country. You know, there is no accountability. Costs are very high. That's why taxes are very high here in New York City, where I'm standing definitely a conversation we need to have. I don't know about defunding the police, but reforming police unions and the ability for their members to get off without any accountability is something I think that definitely needs to be looked at. All right. So it took me four minutes to get back on track with what I actually originally had in my calendar to talk to you about. And that comes uh, to some comments that Trump made calling Biden weak and shot. Is that another age thing? Is it, it, is it just been around <laughs> for too long? You know, it's funny. The thing about Trump and Biden is people uh, really age unevenly because, you know, Trump and Biden are almost the same age, but Trump doesn't look nearly as old as Biden. (laughs) It's just one of those odd things. Yeah, and it can be Um, argued and it totally can be argued that uh, that, uh, I'm sorry. I know people don't like some of the wacky things they think Trump says, mm -hmm. but Joe Biden looks like sometimes he doesn't even know where he is. They're in their mid 70s. I mean, I know. I'm just saying, you should get a little mulligan maybe sometimes. 
But you should. <laughs> you know. But dude, he clearly thing, the, he doesn't the, know who he is, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the funny thing about Biden is that he said zingers before Trump even came on the I, scene, I so know. it's hilarious. Yeah. So you know, Uncle Joe's been saying inappropriate things as long as I remember. You know, some people would say, "Oh, they're more innocuous than what Trump says." But bottom line is, they both say things that are out of step all the time, and it's a little shocking sometimes. <laughs> Well, you know, I guess everyone didn't grow up with, you know, what you say on social media stays with you forever. Because guess what? They're on the downhill slope. It doesn't doesn't necessarily matter for them. Anyway, hey, uh, David Grosso, it's great talking to you. Political analyst, we appreciate your Thank time you. today. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. Last week, Speaker Nancy Pelosi continued her pander campaign to show solidarity with rioters vandalizing statues in blue cities throughout America. She called for all Confederate statues to be removed from the Capitol grounds. Now, California Democrat Barbara Lee teamed up with Mississippi Democrat Bernie Thompson on a House bill to banish the relics of the Confederacy back to their original states within 120 days. New Jersey Democrat Cory Spartacus Booker introduced a Senate bill seeking to do the same thing. Now, these Democrats are trying to erase the history of their own party. The Confederate statues come from states then controlled by Democrats. It's the Democrat Party that gave America the Confederacy, the KKK, state-sponsored segregation, and Jim Crow. But one of these Confederate statues should get a new home up north. Now standing in Statuary Hall is the likeness of Uriah Milton Rose, a lawyer who was fiercely loyal to the Confederacy. In 1865 in Little Rock, Arkansas, Uriah Rose founded the Rose Law Firm. Many Clinton administration notables worked there at the Rose Law Firm, including Hillary herself. Now, instead of sending old Uriah to collect dust in some warehouse, his white stone statue ought to be sent to the Clinton's estate in Chappaqua and sit dead center right there on the front lawn as a constant reminder of Democrat history. Just because you can write does not qualify you to be a best-selling author. And the same logic applies to identity theft protection. You may be good at monitoring your credit, but that doesn't make you an authority on identity theft. Data breaches, your personal information gets in the wrong hands. This becomes complicated stuff. Cyber criminals commit identity theft every day. Now, on your own, you could miss certain identity threats, like somebody taking out a payday loan in your name, for instance. Or... Your information stolen as part of a data breach put out there on the dark web for other cyber bad guys to use for their own selfish gain. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft. But let me tell you, LifeLock has the tools and the know-how to help you like no other. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Just go to LifeLock.com, promo code RUSH. That's it. LifeLock.com, promo code RUSH, 25%. Oh, the dog days of summer. Oh, yeah. Ugh. 92 degrees today. Uh, 92. Uh, yeah. I'm just, 92 I'll, is I'll be honest. high. Next time I'm going to the pool, I'm just going to bring some of my favorite seasoning arts. I'm ah. just going to sprinkle that all over myself whenever uh -huh. I lay out by the pool. And hopefully I'll have a snack by the time I... Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Spend a couple hours, I'll be a lounge chair full of cracklings. Well, and kind of the same thing works when you're in your vehicle and your air conditioning doesn't work. Uh, you know, yeah. if you don't want, like, your buns to fry on the seat. But there's literally no mm. reason for someone in Acadiana to have that problem. Oh, look, there's Ross Tire and Service. These folks are tremendous. They will treat you like you're a member of their family. It's all about the good old-fashioned service. Look, the folks at Ross Tire and Service, they get it. People are worried about finances, but they also know you can't get back and forth to work if you don't have a fully functioning vehicle to keep you safe on our roadways. So call Ross Tire and Service today. Get with them about a plan for your vehicle. What's going to work best? Which of the items that I have to do do I have to do now? How much is it going to cost me? Should I do this in this month or that month? What do I do if my AC is not working? Or what if I just need an oil change? Ross Tire and Service, 2214 Collie Saloon Road. They'll get you taken care of. They'll get to know your car as well as they're going to get to know you. Go see them today. Dr. Phillips is joining us live on the air right now because, okay. all right, so the topic is how coronavirus accelerated the rise of telemedicine. And Dr. Phillips, I got to tell you, uh, I'm not surprised by it, but I'm so thankful for it because you know what? How many people are so agitated when you have to go in just for the doctor to tell you, oh, yeah, that looks good. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 Entirely true. You know, we, we've been seeing telemedicine really explode in the last couple of years. Um, back in 2017, there was a study that found that only 82% of Americans had ever used telemedicine. I had, I'm sorry, that 82% of Americans had never used telemedicine, so only 18% had. Now that numbers, those numbers have really reversed. I think most um, Americans have at least talked to their doctors over the phone. Uh, and now we're seeing in this coronavirus pandemic, telemedicine being harnessed more than ever. Um, in March, the federal government expanded Medicaid coverage for telemedicine in an effort to help to keep the elderly in particular out of doctor's offices. If there was one time you didn't want at-risk populations to go and sit in a waiting room to be mm -hmm. seen, it was you know, certainly at the peak of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, so now I think I'm, people are, patients are thrilled with it. Uh, doctors are very much getting used to it. And I think telemedicine is gonna start to be part of our new normal. Well, you know, I just start to, you look at different patient populations and you know, if you have that reliable, um, transportation to get to where you're going and you have or you have someone to bring you that's great but um i'll tell you my wife is a diabetes educator and one of the biggest hurdles she has for people coming in for education and managing their diabetes is the ability to get to the hospital to have that meeting to have that appointment and so you, know, you have some of these in, in also cancer patients you know where you're already talking about someone who has a really low immune system should they ever they don't feel good. I know should they ever go back to doctor's offices just for the routine checks of course you need blood work sometimes and everything else but you know, the routine kind of follow-up checks sure you know I well, telemedicine isn't perfect 
perfect for every situation, right? Heart attacks, strokes, severe cuts or lacerations, broken bones, um, even those annual physicals, right? Where you really just need to sit down with your doctor and go over everything happening in your life, right? Mental, physical, social, um, you know, sort of big picture stuff. Uh, but to your point, there is quite a bit that can be done virtually. Uh, a lot of what, what I, I'm a general internist, a lot of what we spend our time doing is going over patients' medication lists, right? Going through what medications they've been prescribed by specialists, um, all of the various doctors that they see to make sure um, that they're not being over-medicated or under-medicated. These are things that can be done very well virtually. Um, and if anything, it will help to keep patients on schedule, right? They're more likely to make a virtual appointment than, than as you said, getting to the doctor. Um, so I'm hoping as we come out of this coronavirus um, pandemic, which has really uh, increased the, the use of telemedicine, I hope that it stays. Yeah. You know, it's a whole new thing, and I think it's people um, might have been weary about it before, but they needed to have that appointment or needed a prescription, you know, refilled or need to needed to talk to their doctor and were able to do it during this time. I think their minds are for sure changed. So that's kind of where we are. Uh, Dr. Holly Phillips, thanks so much for your time. It's good talking to you. Thank you. Great. Thank you for having me. So interesting. Yeah. And, because, you know, you know, especially because, you know, they're going to charge. OK, here's the thing that kind of makes me go. Ugh. So if you have any kind of couple of medical conditions, right, you mm -hmm. have to go there. Then you have to have the appointment. Then you have to have a follow-up. Then you have to have a three-month follow-up. Well, a lot of people have heart disease. They got diabetes. You know, they got arthritis. You know, and you know they're going to slam you with the copay every time you got to go. It's expensive. Hey, so it, you still got to pay the copay for telemedicine. I know you do. I mean, but I guess my point is it takes a little of this thing out of it out yeah. of it because you're not getting out in the heat you're not having to waste your gas money you're not having to sit in an uncomfortable lobby chair mm -hmm. i mean those are some big bonuses okay uh, yeah there's more katiana's morning news to come but first some more state headlines for you the house passed legislation making revisions to the tort reform effort that was vetoed by governor edwards winning a veto-proof majority for the bill in the process. Bill sponsor Chalmette Representative Ray Garofalo says the legislation requires insurance companies to meet with the insurance commissioner to see how much money this legislation has saved them. And if they are, then they are required to reduce their rates accordingly. The bill makes a few adjustments relative to legislation that was vetoed by Governor Edwards, namely decreasing the jury trial threshold further to $5,000 from the bill's previous $10,000. The current threshold in the state of Louisiana is $50,000. New Orleans Representative Mandy Landry says that just because companies are required to meet with the commissioner doesn't mean he can or will force them to lower rates. There has been not one person from the insurance industry to testify that they will lower their rates in Louisiana because of this legislation. Not one. Zero. Landry noted even the 10% promise reduction in rates would still give us some of the top five highest rates in the nation, which need to be addressed through other legislation. ERATH Representative Blake Miguez says they've worked hard to make sure the bill ensures Louisiana's legal system more closely reflects our neighbors who pay much lower premiums. We have the second highest auto rate insurance in the country. So don't you think we should be looking at things like this or having a valid discussion to make these changes to lower our auto insurance rates? But a meet representative, Robbie Carter, tore into the bill over how it would impact our ability to fund court systems and ensure injured victims receive just compensation. 
And I'm not going to waste a lot of time today to tell you just how bad this bill is. This ain't even putting lipstick on the pig. This is a pig from the beginning. The bill now heads to the Senate. Here locally, news reports over the weekend said St. Martinville Mayor Melinda Mitchell tested positive for COVID-19. That information was first reported by the Daily Iberian. Now, as a result, Mitchell, the city administrator, police chief Ricky Martin, and Mitchell's secretary are now in quarantine. There's now word that an attorney representing Mitchell says that HIPAA laws may have been violated. Mayor Mitchell says she would love to know who shared her information in regard to the COVID-19 test and if any laws were broken during the process. And finally, fire investigators are working to determine what caused the fire at a home in the 2100 block of Richfield Road that happened out in Lafayette Parish. Multiple crews responded, according to a report from KTC, including Dusan, Judice, Scott, Karen Crow, Milton, and Lafayette to quell the blaze. Fortunately, no injuries reported to first responders or residents at the scene. World events, national headlines, and local news that affects you the most. Hey, it's Robin Burning, and you're listening to Acadiana's Morning News. I listen every morning. I like to stay informed. Wake up with us weekday mornings at 5.30 for the headlines on News Talk 96.5 K. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. Americans got back to shopping in May in a big way. The Commerce Department says retail sales rose a record 17.7% last month. The increase is dramatically stronger than forecast. Excluding auto sales, the increase was 12.5%. The number is an encouraging sign of a rebound in May after April sales slumped. McDonald's sales improved in May, only down 5%, after slipping more than 19% in April. As of this week, 99% of its restaurants are open. McDonald's says it'll spend $200 million on advertising around the world to bring customers back. Apple is facing two European Union antitrust investigations. The EU is looking into its Apple Pay service and App Store. Apple calls the accusations baseless. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola. Invested in you. Your employees and customers have new expectations when it comes to cleanliness. Cintas has the products and services you need to feel prepared. A trained Cintas technician can apply disinfectant and sanitizer spray to common surfaces. And we'll keep you well stocked with gloves, face masks, hand sanitizer, and disinfectant wipes, professional cleaning supplies, and PPE. Just a few ways Cintas can help you keep your business safe. Visit Cintas.com and get ready. News Talk 96.5, K-P-E-L, Brobridge, Lafayette. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. 72 degrees here at KPL Line, Bernadette Lee with your news update. East Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Office says they're looking for a man after he allegedly fired shots at a deputy yesterday. A spokesperson for the East Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office saying they're looking for Gabriel Francis, a man who is originally from Lafayette, but most recently has been living in Baton Rouge. They say that suspect is alleged to, is alleged to have shot at a deputy and tried to disarm that deputy, too. Investigators say that they are looking on the, for the man on attempted first-degree murder charges, among other charges. The uptick in cases of COVID-19 continues in our area. Lafayette General Health System reps tell KPEL that the system-wide, so far they have seen 
32 inpatient cases. That's a 50% increase from last week. Additionally, there are 13 inpatients with pending results. Lafayette police will set up an OWI checkpoint Friday night at 10. The location, which is never specifically disclosed, will be within the Lafayette city limits. Officers will be conducting the sobriety checkpoints through 3 o'clock Saturday morning. Fire crews from multiple departments across the area had to deal with a house fire overnight in Lafayette Parish. There were fire crews from various areas there to try to put out the blaze. They're working to determine what caused the situation on Richfield Road. House was fully engulfed when firefighters got to the scene. No injuries to report. There's an online petition that is gaining some steam to change the name of Jefferson Davis Parish. The push comes as Confederate monuments have been torn down in recent weeks and Confederate soldiers have been criticized as the country deals with protests brought on by racial strife. Protests have been sparked nationwide since the death of George Floyd. News reports over the weekend said that St. Martinville Mayor Melinda Mitchell had tested positive for COVID-19. As a result, Mitchell and Police Chief Ricky Martin, along with Mitchell's secretary, are now in quarantine. Now there's word via an attorney representing Mayor Mitchell that HIPAA laws could have been violated. Mayor Mitchell says she would like to know who shared her information in reference to the COVID-19 test. It's coming up now on 903. Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today. Pretty status quo forecast for the summertime. Highs get up to around 93 degrees later on this afternoon. We'll have winds from the east-northeast at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Rain chances going to set at around 20 to 30 percent. Overnight lows in the upper 60s and then getting ready to do it all over again. We are going to be hot and humid here through the rest of the week. Rain chances down to about 10 percent starting tomorrow and going through into early weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk. 96.5 KPL. Right now, 72 degrees here at KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. Getting it all clear at the moment. No crashes, no breakdowns to report to you. Make sure you're buckling up and keeping it safe.